Do you like any roots reggae? Like that's Ro- all I listen to, like man. Like Ross Michaels. All yeah. the time, Ross Michaels. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Learning to Lose podcast, where we just start right in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> and I'm really sorry about last week's podcast. Um, you missed all the good stuff. It 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 cut off because we we lost the second half of the podcast because we actually had to Caleb had to delete the podcast that they did before when I was gone because yeah. they're just insane people. Well, no, no, I, I don't think it had to be deleted, so I beg to differ. Right. Well, yeah, Danielle got scared and they deleted the whole thing because <clears throat> we have people watching us now and people that are looking for things to hurt us with so yeah um so yeah here we are now with um i think this is episode 102 good stuff or man. something or 103 um so we can we get some tea what are you doing in there i was gonna work on the um video that you sent or that we did outside um, the video that we did. You know what? Is Gra- Russ grab Ma- some tea, and we're gonna sit you down, brother. Is Russ Michael so still alive? Proud yeah, I just saw Russ Michael. It was before COVID, probably about two years ago. Yes. He lives here in LA. Really? Because he was old back when I was listening to him, and now he must be really old. Russ Michael is alive and well, bro. <laughs> He's still kicking ass. Nice. Yeah, man. Deep Rasta, man. Yeah, it's like real roots, real simple. They go with the drum. When he comes yeah. to town, he has like ten people on his drum, on his drum, just Congo drums, Jimby drums, Nyabingi drums. Mm. They do the whole ceremony. I saw him live. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. I'm a real big Ross Michael fan. Who else is good like that? Real, real like roots. I listen to a lot of Hugh Mundo. Mundo. Yeah, he he got killed. Uh, I listened to a lot of Horace Andy. Hmm. I think he's still alive. Uh, there's so many names, man, because I DJ reggae. Oh, so a lot of names, man. Michael Prophet. What do you think about like more like that kind of? I don't know if you'd call it jazzy reggae, like Still Pulse, that real popular. I love Still Pulse. I've seen them a gang of times. When I used to smoke, when I used to smoke weed, I smoked with uh, the lead singer. Supposedly they were Bob Marley's favorite band, Still Pulse. Hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Where? What's that one punk? Bad Brains. Oh, I love. I've seen them a few times. Yeah, yeah. they're still around. They're still around. But it's so different. Their reggae's, you know, it's reggae. Yeah. And then they do the punk stuff. They too. go hard punk too. It's not just any old punk, dude. No, it's fast. It's hard, aggressive, yeah. 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 I love them. I saw a documentary about the lead singer. He started to have mental like, yep. problems. HR, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? HR. And uh, there's a... Uh, <clears throat> I went and filmed Fat Mike at his house for a effects show, and he had, I think it was Fishbone. Oh, yeah. Come out. They're like friends. Deep ska roots, yeah. Yeah. Fishbone has some good reggae too. Yeah. Party ska. at Ground Zero. Yeah, ska. Party at Ground Zero. 
That's like their big song. They like bringing trombones. They, yeah. they really party. They do yeah. horns, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they performed at his house, and, like, Fat Mike is, you know, the lead singer and owner of Fat Records, the lead singer of Fat, of, of No Effects. And he just uh, has people over to his house? No, it was a live stream show that you could buy tickets to. Huh. It was during COVID or before COVID? During. I mean, that's why. That's Who why. Else? Who else did I used to like? <clears throat> it's oh been God. so long since I even listened to music. Once my ears got fucked up, I kind of banned it. I felt sorry for myself. So, yeah, what we want to do, Caleb, remember? We want to put... Oh, you did it. Fuck yeah. Oh, you, it was already ready? I'm Caleb. I'm going to go out to lie to you. Oh, nice. It's special powers lying. Um, so yeah, so now we need, uh, you see that, that, those paper towels, are you, are you grabbing some? So yeah, so Caleb has a verbal. Did you see it? What's that? Well, you haven't heard him say it. What's a verbal? Something he has to say before he talks. Really? Didn't you hear what he just said? What? I'm Caleb. I'm about to lie. Damn. That's your ism? Like... Well, that's what he has to say that Fucking before he speaks to anybody. And if someone new comes in the room that he wants to speak to, he has to say it. I mean, I've heard verbals. Hi, my name is Pat. I will manipulate you until you don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> and then I will take advantage of myself and the family and my parent to get you to believe what I want to believe. What's going on? Hi, my name is Billy and I've already judged you negatively. I mean, that's the kind of shit that they had people saying in the house. So mine would be like, I want your wallet or something, right? Dude, you right? got to turn his down a little bit. That's just me, um, dude. Oh. Yeah. My name is Paul, and I want your wallet. <laughs> Give me like your that. money. No, I, honestly, I think we just need to turn you up or either or maybe oh. your headphones down. Is one of those cups for uh, me? I think bro? we might need some lemon, though, bro. Oh, did you bring any lemon down? Just bring a little bit of lemon down. Last time, we brought a whole bucket of lemon down. Um, thank you very much, Caleb. Hey, Caleb. I guess that's good. I guess that works if to get you to identify with an issue you well, have. Well, I mean, well, I mean, look, he's had the opportunity to stop lying. He's written the words. He's done everything else, and he's still lying. So I'm this with is. You, man. I mean, he's been lying. Uh, for a long time to well, look to look good. If it's part of his makeup, then it's 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 a real work in I progress. I mean, it's just so beautiful to be able to help people in that kind of way because yeah. he's not changing any other way. He's real Graceland material. Account get him an accountability buddy. You what know, used to call him? Accountability buddy. Accountability buddy. buddy yeah. What's up, Woody? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> he just said, did somebody give Blue his fucking phone? Woody's just, he's like the best. Woody's the kind of guy that will grow on you. Like, 
Like a like, No, no, <laughs> like 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 most people that I like initially over time, usually I like them less. Woody's mm. the guy I like more. Grows on you. I'm like, like that with other people too though. I'm terrible at like making friends from the start. Right. Yeah. Me too. He's just like just crushing I was just thinking about that and I, like, by the way I told Danielle that last night too like I want her to understand. I don't think people I need I, I mean I fucking see it so that's it everyone else will eventually see it I was thinking about that last night like I would have chose any of my friends in like a cup or something the people who ended up my friends I actually wasn't really like at all into oh yeah that's good that's good enough. in the beginning yeah my first impulse was... And then we have nothing to stir it with. Yeah. We should get you know? a cup. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, I'd rather you punch you. The ice is there from the podium. I'd rather punch you than shake your hand. <laughs> Seriously. But dude. you don't feel that way anymore? No, no. Now you'd rather give a hug? I like hugs, yeah. I, I, I didn't really come to make friends, but it's happened <laughs> throughout the years, you know? Yeah. You meet some incredible people. You know, meet some incredible people where in a just in a. life in general, you know, AA, especially you meet a lot of fucking dirtbags too, though. I've had my share, dude. What's a dirtbag? Just people that have the ism and they're not trying to do anything about it, not trying to work on it at all, and they don't know they're being them, you know. That's mm. what we have to, that's that's where we come in and, and, uh, Show forgiveness and be be. Uh, I'm having a real problem with my my roommate being patient. Mm. I just start yelling at him now. Wickham? No, the other one. Oh, Brandon? Really? Yeah. But wait a second. He got hostile the other day. Wait, hold on. That's so funny that so you're in charge. I don't know who's in charge, but. Right. He he repeats himself. I think he's autistic or something. And he'll uh, just do it for hours. And you'll, he'll just like forces you to listen to him for hours. I can't take it anymore. Right. Because he says the same thing. Well, that's because he's deaf. I know he's deaf. So he doesn't – you can't even like – you can't stop him because he just doesn't – He doesn't even hear, hear you. you. He, does, he acts like he can't hear you, but he uses his deafness to like – He's definitely got some communication issues, and but he repeats well, he's himself. A, he's just an alcoholic. He says the same thing again and again. I swear to God, I spent two hours over the course of a week hearing him say the same thing. What about the utilities? What about it? They're too much, and and we got to turn the heat off and the lights off. And the first time he told me, I said okay, but he's still talking about it. Two weeks later, I can't. I, now I just like, dude, I fucking heard you, and. He's getting all crazy because he's in with the placentias too, and they came over and took a bunch of shit, and they ended up taking some of my shit. What? I'm just gonna be so glad. Uh, whatever, it's well, all good. Hold on. Brendan, Brendan, you know. He's hold on a second. You were just gonna say you would. You're gonna be glad to get out of there. No, I'm gonna be glad when they're out of there oh. completely, or I'm out of there, or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really like what's going on. So we have a water stain under the cup there. We have two. Th you need to throw that away, Billy. That's wait. Don't touch that. That's Billy's That's disgusting. Right this. There, bro. Look how that burned you. What is that? It's a chewed up toothpick. But don't just brush it on the what floor. It's in my finger. Toss it. Yeah, Billy would have really benefited from this kind of structure. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, I'm like thriving in this. 
house we're gonna be we're gonna have it's gonna start operating i mean like the house is structured but like i want to have the content thing that we're doing i want to have that start to become like a a normal what's going on dude i was having a i was doing a pot dude were you there when i was doing the podcast when cassie had the seizure yeah dude, dude. What a way to end a podcast, That was bro. scary. We were 20 minutes into a podcast with Kelly and Danielle about, like, the, in, the the treatment industry and, like, all this shit. And, like, all of a sudden, like, Carter came down and was like, dude, she's having a seizure. And we just, like, went up there and it was just... So <sighs> scary because I didn't know if she was not going to be breathing or what. Can we at least... That like, prevents her from being able to... to that prevents yeah. her from being able to live here or what? Um... Um, she was having periodic seizures. So she was still detoxing. She was coming off of a, of a suboxone taper. And in sober livings, we're not allowed to detox. That's that's super not okay. It's a liability to have somebody that's... Drying out, yeah. Drying out, having seizures, because they were bad, dude. They were like 15, 20-minute long, 30-minute long seizures. And so... She was really trying, too. She didn't like, want to go either. Um, or did she? I don't know. Where is she now? I think she's back here in the L.A. area, but I don't think she's sober. I know she got kicked out of her last detox center that we found her because she snuck drugs in or got drugs shipped to her and relapsed. She's a real one. She is a real one. Yep, yep, yep. And it was super... Super sad to see like the state that she was into. My little sister has seizures, so I'm kind of used to the whole. She um, get up and stand like up on top of shit, huh? Does she stand up on top of things? She falls. Get... They're they're full blown like. They're, it's scary stuff. How long do they last? Twenty, thirty minutes, fifteen. Is there any? Depends. Is there any harmful residual effects from seizures? From seizures, absolutely. Um like brain damage or what? Yeah. I can kill brain. It can kill brain cells. Um, you should look it up. Look up some of the effects. Um, some of them are similar to strokes. Like my little sister sometimes after a seizures couldn't even walk. For how long? A day. And then she could again? Yeah. I was a uh, camp counselor. At Is a that special... from exhaustion or some neural thing? I, I think it's a neural thing. I worked at a special needs camp. Um, my senior year of high school and um, we had this this girl that was in a wheelchair she she was paralyzed anyway she couldn't move um, and she would seize out and she would go like static for like a week like she couldn't talk she couldn't like she, I mean she couldn't talk to begin with but she couldn't like make sounds anything and then she'd slowly start coming to it's like shutting off a computer basically by just ripping out the power cord it's essentially what it is. Um, so it takes a little while for them to like reboot. Some people can feel like punch drunk almost after seizures. If you you know what punch drunk is, yeah, you're yeah. Well, I've been punch drunk myself. Yeah, yeah. I know what that yeah. is. I was born with epilepsy when I was a child. I would have seizures. Yeah, nothing that I really remember too much. I just remember like going into this this zone you just kind of black out you don't even know what's going on yeah 
Yeah. And then it just went away? It went away at about, I think, five or six years old, yeah. Did you take meds for it? Probably. That's probably how I got fat. <laughs> Seriously, they feed, they give you steroids. Yeah. Yeah. My little sister started taking her uh, seizure meds, and they she hasn't had a seizure since. They finally got everything, like, figured out, so. Yeah. But, yeah, um, with Cassie's seizures, um. So why techno? Why electronic music? <laughs> so originally it was worship music. I wanted to go into worship ministry, follow my dad's kind of footprints and go into ministry and just wasn't working out. Um, played a lot of blues music, um, a lot of B.B. King, a lot of John Mayer. And then I found electronic music, um, went to my first festival and fell in love. Oh, so it was the experience of being at the festival that did it? Kind of, and the music's just amazing. It's so technically... So you're not going to convince me on this, but I want to hear hear it. Why? Why? Because, I mean, I'm old school, so I don't I don't really get... Like, I, Skrillex, I think, is pretty... He's amazing. Oh, gross. I mean... <laughs> oh, really? You know, dubstep dude. I, hate, I love dubstep. I just don't like Skrillex. He's just very like I don't know. He's too mainstream for me, honestly. Right, right. Um, and I don't really consider his music like dubstep. I would consider no. Nah, they took dubstep. I remember the original well, dubstep. Like where they still had reggae dubstep. samples and stuff. What was that? The original classic dubstep when they had like reggae samples. It was really like dubs. I remember when it first came out. Gnarly. Dubstep? Yeah. Gnarly. I remember when Jungle first came well, out. Well, it was like reggae. It just had some electronic, right? But they took it and all that wah, 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 noises, they started adding too much of that shit, dude. Way too much. Yeah, too it's much not... of pregio. What is it called? Apregio? Is this ready then? Yeah. yeah. Too much sound. What, yeah. what did he just run up to Abigail and said, were you just raw dogging the shadow program? <sighs> what does that mean? It's just the best. I love. That's the, one of the things I love the most. What's the shadow about program? this structure? A shadow program. We have our own language. Yeah. And the, 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 like only we understand. And I want to. You know what I got? Use that language and that in this whole world. I'm gonna be the. We're gonna be the first ones to introduce it to the world. You know what I got called today? A Barney. Yeah. <laughs> Why? That's kind of that's like. What's because, a Barney? Well, I know in the from the surf world what a Barney is. I uh, the same thing. Yeah, I, I had a couple shots where the it was like super soft, so it like wasn't in focus, and there like I'm still learning the whole like video well, side of everything. Too. The shit you filmed with me my, with my therapist was really hot. Was it? Yeah, it's like blown out. It's like too it's too bright. We can fix that though, can't no, we? Yeah, but so it. Um, yeah, so the shots you got today of me talking to my therapist were, were too bright. They're, they were hot. and you, It's the only thing you can't fix. You can always – once something is blown out, mm-hmm. it's all white. There's no information there. But if it's too dark, you can always bring Brighten out, it up. Yeah. Yeah. So the last thing you want to do is have it be blown out. But you'll – I don't know how you didn't notice that when you were shooting it. But Caleb shot – me talking to my therapist today, it was pretty cool because Mikey, Mikey left here crying. Um, 
today. Yeah, let's see what. Let's see how many. See where it's at. <sighs> yeah, Billy, electronic music just because so intricate and there's hey, like what's your number one i'll try i'll try a sample and see what i think my number one like artist yeah number one artist number one song something Ooh. that's a good example of what you liked i just hipped him to like a hundred new djs yeah he did it was gnarly like some like old school new school techno house it's well i remember the original what was it transatlantic it was uh this is a long time though. This was the very beginning. What were they called? Uh, new, new work. Uh, do you know Pat? Do I know what? The original electronic. It was like new work. Craftwork. 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 Yeah, Frankie Knuckles. Yeah, that was like the original, original shit. So you just turned Caleb on to a bunch of DJs. Yeah, he did. Like, like who? Soma Records has a website called. Uh, Soma, the website is called Slam Radio, where a bunch of DJs' live performances are streaming. Like yeah, he knows the names now. Uh, I don't. There's some gnarly names. Minimal, on a lot of minimal techno. Yeah, minimal techno. Hard, hard. I mean, just give me some names. What were some of the names? I don't remember all the names. What about all the reggae shit? Oh, I'm deep into that, man. We were just talking about that. Ross Michael, he likes yeah, Ross Michael. Yeah, Roots Reggae, Roots, roots reggae. reggae. It's like spiritual. It's, it's not, all about you know, John. It, it, yeah, it's not even, it's yeah. like you said, the spiritual music, the Roots Reggae, that's what it is. It's all about John. If you want to check out my favorite, my favorite electronic music right now, it'd have, probably have to be like Rufus Dussault, um... Some R.L. Grime. R.L. Grime's very, very fire. Oh, he's gnarly. Yeah. Gnarly. His EDC. Porter Robinson's pretty ill, too. Yeah, he is. Porter Robinson was, I mean. Didn't he drop a couple of your songs? Yeah, he used to play Fuck, him and Benny. And, like, the fact that. Benny Benassi? Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, he also did a remix for us, which we had him turn into an original. No way. Yeah. Pretty crazy. That's dope. Dude, Benny Benassi just did a Sex and Drugs remix. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did that. Because um, our label paid him to. But but yeah, fuck Math, the group I'm in. Uh-huh. Metal Jacket. We had a song called Fuck. Yeah. That fucking kind of went, kind of like got some... Um, you know, kind of got sort of big and yeah. And then there's some other artists here out of LA that I love that went to Icon, um, Whipped Cream, Kazo. What, what, what are you What are you looking at? Me? I'm not looking. What, what, are, you what are you thinking about? I was thinking about reggae, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about job. I'm just like doing so much at one time. It's like really crazy. I swear. Because I just remember this one lyric from Ross Markles. It It's like I catch my fish and. He's talking about white dudes, but whatever. You don't want me to catch my fish and have my... Like, it's so He's talking about the down presser. He's talking about the people that kept... Babylon, the ones that try to keep us down. Yeah. Yeah, man. How crazy... I'm thinking, dude, if I catch my fish, I don't want anybody taking my fish. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so check this out. Uh, This is the song, in case you gave a shit. I do give a shit. Which you probably don't. 
They 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 probably don't. Who who what? Hmm? You and um. So yeah, so this is the my band Mac, and the first single is this one. So like. Sounds like some alchemy synths to me. Kind of big, and, and these two really big DJs, Porter Robinson and Benny Benassi, started dropping it. And people would send us videos of like the live show. Where it got dropped. At like fests and stuff? Yeah. yeah. And we didn't even like know. It was a weird time when like other DJs could make you popular by co-signing your shit. Yeah. So this is why they were dropping it. Well, because this part's cool, but this drop is like pretty hard. So I just remember Steve like playing with this bass line for hours, bro. <laughs> and like finding the right crackle snare. Did you guys do all And like it's got like a swing. It's got like the perfect swing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like it seems simple and it is. No, but I like this. But it's very like groovy. Yeah, it's got the funk. It's got and a little it's bit of like funk. heavy and like gritty and it's just a very. It's like technical, we man. Into something it's cool. Technical. Yeah. Speaking of funk, that's my jam. Do you know Fela Kuti? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's he's very sought after, very very uh, imitated. He's an originator for sure. Which, Innovator. Like, there, there's nobody that like, but like even his son tries to kind of do his music, but it's just not. It ain't the same. Yeah. No. But like, here's the thing about like these people. They're just people, bro. Right. Yeah. Like this might. Yeah. This might sound. I don't. I don't know how to quite say this. Oh boy. But. Like a lot of these these guys are like corny what dudes. Guys? What guys are we talking? A lot about? of these guys that Caleb probably would like shit his pants if he met. You know, like I've met him. Like I know a lot of them. What They're do you mean just, by corny? like Diplo is like the only DJ that's probably actually like a dope dude. Wes. Yeah, you know he did a song. He did one of our songs. Did he really? He reached out to Hypercrush and was like, I want to meet with you guys. I like what you're doing. I want to do a song with you and like blow you up. He's a goofy dude too. Do you I mean Do you follow him on Instagram, TikTok, whole nine yards? Yeah. He's just chill. He's a cool dude. Yeah. He's fun. He's a little funny. And like Dylan Francis is like really funny and like dope King of too. DJ content. Can yeah. you describe what you mean like horny though? I don't know. Well, like just like nerdy and like quiet and like scared. Just like scared, you know, like just nerdy, quiet, like not like necessarily like nice. Like Aoki's pretty cool too. 
Doesn't Michaelis hate Aoki? I don't know. Every time you bring him up, he's like, ah, I don't want to talk about him. I mean, I don't know. Like oh, a lot a of people, too. a lot of people don't like him. Damn, because... we got one, two, three, four DJs. You're a DJ? No, Michaelis. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I guess what I'm saying is like, I'm a DJ. I definitely can like just tell that you like. Like everyone here is like way cooler than a lot of those people that you probably would do anything to either work for or with or around or be around. Like it's not the grass isn't greener. I don't know. Like I've been there, bro. I've done it all. And like this is where I want to be. Can you give us another sample be, of math? Because this is where the truth is a different song and like what you're jacket. what you're going through right now with your verbal like that's what's fucking dope like I'm, that's cool i'm man. straight up not having a good time uh i don't really believe having that. to say that verbal uh you like metal jacket uh-huh you should just like listen. this is the thing this is what i'm the most proud of what i've done And the artwork is so dope, too. Yeah, th- 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 this this song is like actually pretty common. Is that a tuba? Maybe. This is one that is kind of complex, like the melody and shit. Put a genre on this. What what would it be? Sounds like trance. A little bit, yeah. It sounds like the trance that was out when I used to go out. <laughs> I don't know. I hear a little element of like Bauhaus or something in there too, or like kind of that gothic sound. And then I hear some like eighties kind of. It's dark. Stuff. It's dark. Yeah, this one sounds like kind of industrial. Oh. Hard, hard trip. Is this an arpeggiator or did you actually play this? I don't even remember. That's the it's one very thing. hard trance, huh? that, That's what I love the most about math was like it, it changes. How long ago did you do all the math stuff? Um, but when a DJ is playing this live, they mess with it too, right? Like they they'll do extend. Yes. So, that, that, so that was an arpeggiation that I like fucked with after I recorded it. I like changed a bunch oh, of shit. Dope. That's so, what I did. So Billy, when they're mixing, 
on like okay, so the industry standard is four CDJs and a mixer, right? So you have four like CD players or what? Th- these CDJs are what replaced vinyl, right? So before you would carry around crates of vinyl and everything. Then came along the CDJs. Pioneer made these CDJs, and you can carry around USBs. So you have these four decks, right? You can layer four different like channels, basically, and change your transitions up. You can make live mashups. You can do all sorts of things. And that's the art of it. In the moment, you're doing uh-huh. it. Mixing. And, and now they have... Um, they just came out with a DJM V10, which is a six-channel mixer, so you can have six CDJs on one mixer. Um, and you can do like a lot of like live instrumentation stuff on it, too, because they have a sampler pad that uh, Pioneer makes. Um, but really, the like Porter Robinson, Lewis the Child, some of these guys are like doing live music, too. They're not just playing their tracks and like layering things, doing transitions. They're playing live guitar they're playing live piano they're doing this stuff on top of all that and some of them are controlling their own lighting effects their own like visual effects like the whole nine yards so it, like when it comes down to it some of this stuff is so insanely complex it's like overwhelming when they're actually doing the dj yeah and you got to remember like you have cryo cannons blowing up in front of your face which is like the co2 like it looks like smoke coming out mm-hmm. and then you got lights blaring in your face you've got um monitors on the stage right next to you you've got 14 qscs which are big subs in front of you so there's like so much stimulation sometimes that it's just not right. lost in, the, in your own universe not to Absolutely. mention the twenty five thousand people that are in the crowd that <laughs> <laughs> you're in front of right and you're feeding off of them and they're feeding off of you and but a lot of these guys nowadays will have um, like preset playlists. Martin Garrix and his production team, their whole production center is insane. Insane. They have a whole lighting studio where they play in like all their lighting shows, all their visual effects. And then he like pre plans a show basically, which is a lot easier. And then a lot of these DJs will have somebody back in like the sound booth ready to back them up too. Backliners. Something happens, or they just get basically, yeah. Or if like they hop off like in front of the stage, or like jumping around, like engaging with the crowd, they have somebody like or they can take over transition. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. I mean, I I don't. It doesn't appeal to me, but I could see how if you were in that, it'd be pretty amazing. Pat, you were on vinyl, weren't you? Um. Did you ever make the switch to I, I, Yeah, I was digital? on vinyl in the beginning, and then I changed, but um, I don't really care about all that. What do you care about? Man? I care about the song, you know? Hold on. Look, though. What is that? Slap fat. Oh, he went down. Did you see him go down? Have you seen, the, Rus- <laughs> Have you seen the Russian it's con- slap boxing? It's a contest. Um, they have this Russian slap boxing. You can find the videos on YouTube. Shit out of each other, man. This, this dude named Vasily. He's like undefeated. It's they fight gnarly. like this. They just slap each other. Oh yeah, I've seen that. I thought you said they were like slap boxing. Oh no, this is just like they stand at a table and they just slap. I've the seen shit that. Out of each yeah. Other. 
It's amazing. Put some baby powder on my hair. Knock somebody out with a slap. Slap the shit out of somebody, dude. Wait, so you said Woody went up to Abby what, and what, asked what, if she was raw-dogging her shadow program? Um, What's a shadow program? Nobody told me. So a shadow program... A shadow is like somebody just following you around watching you. Some people get it because like they get super depressed and we just want to make sure somebody's with them to make sure like they're doing okay. Can I ask about a client? Mm-hmm. Well, why is Abby so sad? The other, the other, what do you call it? There's two Abbies. Abby Mac and Abigail. Abigail's the new Abby. Abby Mac's the OG. Abigail, why is she so upset? She She's just going through it. Just alcoholism? It's, is that the one that explores like that? But is that the one that throws up? No, we're, 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 we're I mean, she, all the girls have like eating stuff. Uh you know, um, it's just, you know, normal in the beginning of, uh, sobriety. We have ups and downs and yeah, she, she had like, um, she's not feeling too good about her body and both Abbeys are having trouble with that. Huh? Yeah. Females are a different species, man. Uh, yeah, but yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, a culture made culture made it that way. Well, our, our, our culture definitely didn't help. You know, our culture puts a lot of pressure on women to look amazing. And that's a big part of what this whole learning to lose. nowadays when you see them online and they're all airbrushed and like, you know, you're not even seeing like the real them. Right. Yeah. What you been up to this week, Paul? Anything crazy? Oh, we were here Saturday, right? Was that Saturday? Oh, yeah, 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 when we were fixing the printer. Yeah, man. That and then uh, I got this new thing I'm doing on Sunday where it's uh, I play reggae music and I have a little booth out in Lamert Park. Where's that? Lamert Park is like 42nd in Crenshaw. What is it kind of like a little festival? It was type kind thing? of a festival, man. It's they do that every Sunday. I, I, I hadn't known about it, they've been doing it for a little while. Do you have to like sign up to st- or you can just go? I have a buddy that has a booth there already. And I went there to visit him the week prior. And I said, I got, you know, I got things I can sell here. And I got music. And it, I just fit right in. So I brought a speaker out there and played some music. Was it sold fun? Sold some items. You know? yeah. Was it fun? It was fun. I took my daughter. They have a live band playing. And they let people sing and rap and stuff my daughter got on the microphone and really she's yeah, not shy at all she's huh? not no she's quite the performing artist man she's hmm. she's very artistic started singing what like she was freestyling to johnny really? yeah johnny can, yeah. can you talk wow. for a second she has cool. no yeah. no yeah, fear once she did it, we were just it was trying no to work. She met this girl that helped her kind of pushed her in yeah. oh my god bro we got johnny here what were you just doing I was trying to figure out how to get the printer working so I could print out the essays. You know there's a mic there. Yeah. But you know you have to talk into it. Yeah, can you hear me now? Hey, for just, the re- for the record, closely. let's get that uh what your sponsor taught you that speech. Oh my god. I got to have this on Hold recording. on, hold on, hold on. Caleb, I'm having a hard time believing it. It sounds like he's some like uh Yoda guru. Dude, or he's fucking Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> oh. That's why. <laughs> 
You didn't tell us that. Yeah, well, I wasn't trying to. Oh, but yeah, you were, but, yeah, but, but Pat, you know what? You were no. saying you were he doing already, his voice. Yeah, so 2000, should 2008. You should have just said it. I mean, that's not... I almost said, does that, can I, but me knowing who it was you were doing, I was like, whoa, this is a really good impression. I feel like that's kind of the root of like all your... That's like the main... That's like the guy you Well, do. it was 2008. We were sitting at the griddle. And he was telling me. Well, wait, hold on. I just want to make sure that this is good. We um, gotta get this. Yeah, I just want to make sure we're getting this because this this will be the clip that we post. I gotta have it. <laughs> 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 I've been on this one since you said it, man. Meanwhile, what else is going on, Johnny? Oh, I was just reminiscing about uh, something he told me about free floating anxiety. Um, Who's the someone that told you about this? This guy, Tony. Tony told me. Yes, listen, if you ever feel nervous or out of sorts, just remember, it's, it's all a dream, it's all an illusion. It's just free-floating anxiety, it's just it's free-floating. Just acknowledge it and let it go. You're in the gladiator circle, and everyone's fighting in the circle. You just take yourself out. You're no longer in the arena. This is different, this is different. Listen, so you imagine yourself in a gladiator circle. And you're, you're no, like Johnny. Are we, is this camera getting Johnny? Yes, it's got both those seats. Oh, I hope they. What about this hat, Johnny? He drew it for me. Oh, Pat gave me this hat. It's a look. He uh, drew it for me on a napkin. Over just a tiny bit, so you're not at the end of that side. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. You're good. Um, Billy's kind of the one that. Damn. See now, like your face is so blocked by the mic. Oh, here. Yeah, like that, and then turn the mic. Yeah, like that, exactly. There we go. <coughs> I'm wearing my work clothes. Yeah. Poor Rudy. She's trying to figure out the... What's up with this printer? Everyone's having problems with so this the, printer. Yeah, oh, but that's not... Wait, what's going on? Wait, wait, Caleb, is that the printer or is that her trying to figure out something with Final Cut? Dude, he didn't lie to us this time. Yeah, just so as disclaimer, he hasn't sponsored me in ten years. Okay, um, but we were at the griddle on sunset. He sponsored you probably for like five minutes. No, he sponsored me for a year and a half. Really? Yeah, year and a half. And like, what did you we guys? We did a short film together called "The Third Rule," directed by Andre Johnson. Did, did you guys like for real do step work? We did. How many times did you meet with him? Um, over the course of that year. Uh, bro, be I would put honest. it. At, I would put it like 30, 40 times. What? Yeah. Oh my god, that's insane! No wonder you're like. That must have really imp- imp- influenced. It like, did. You know. You know. The strange thing was that. Um, How do I get that I, tray, please? I think it's over there. I was essentially like a, a broke, twenty-seven-year-old waiter. I was, in New York, I was where were you? Table. No, I was in LA here. I was waiting tables and I was working at uh, Starbucks. So Starbucks and waiting tables and I was going to uh, Los Angeles City College. And you were sober for a little while. No, I no, I had probably two weeks sober. I was volunteering at the VA hospital on Wilshire, um, setting up chairs and doing Shakespeare. There was like two people in the room. Because one guy had gauze on his head. So the guy's rocking back and forth going, sometimes the bus comes. Sometimes the bus don't come. Sometimes the bus comes. Sometimes the bus don't come. Okay, go. And I was making coffee and tea, 
And uh, and in walked this little guy with a bomber jacket. And he goes, pardon me, you you wouldn't happen to have any tea, would you? And I said, I said, yeah. Well, we have tea. We have the coffee. Goes, I can't have coffee. You know, the Joe is bad for my blood pressure. Wow. And I said, I said, I said, well, we have a English breakfast. I said, yeah, we do. And so I gave him an English English breakfast bag. And I said, man, you know, you should really do voiceover work because you sound just like. And I turn, and there he is in his little bomber jacket, with his driver Chris. So you didn't. And he know. goes, he goes, I'm Tony, just an alcoholic, just like you. I said, holy shit. So you didn't, you weren't looking at him when he was no, talking? No, no, it was just, I just thought it was a little old man, like an unassuming, because he's about 5'9", yeah. very humble, unassuming, and he, and he can mask his what? face and I, voice I, I, yeah. and tonality. He can mask himself to just sort of disappear. How great is this, Billy? Yeah. You wouldn't, you would not no, notice I, him. I mean, like, the, the, what the podcast is evolving into? It's just fun. I know, but it's just so great that we have people, like, coming I love that oh, you're going coming and going. Yeah. I just love that you're going with the flow because like I'm sure you can as obviously you've realized by now like I don't have like a solid plan like I'm letting like the universe like kind of like take us where we're I didn't I didn't have any of this plan. You know what I mean? Like you never had a plan though. No, but like I kind of did, but like I let it evolve into what it's supposed to be. So like I didn't know Johnny was even coming down here, right? But I saw him. I'm like, dude, like so. It was like this at your house too. If someone came yeah. in or out, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that used to bother. Uh, you know, I feel like that used to bother people who were guests or like maybe Wickham or or. It's not going with the flow is like abandoning any expectation you might have of where how it's gonna be, and I think that is the the key ingredient in being a good artist. If we tried to make the podcast good, it would suck. Mm-hmm. No, but like being a good director, being a good actor, being a good artist in general is like being willing to like pivot when you find a, a beautiful accident. Do you, do you know that? Do you understand that? Have you experienced that? I'm trying to process what you just said. Say it again. Like being able to Okay, I'm trying to do this, but noticing when something amazing happens that wasn't that. And yeah, well, harnessing some, that. Some of the best things that have ever happened, uh, some of the best events that have ever transpired in my life have been unplanned. Right. Like if I plan right. a date, I'm going to take her to Point Doom, Malibu, and we're going to go around the big rock. And I'm going to have a, you know, a, back when I was drinking, like so some champagne. This is, this it is, never works out. There's so always this like is, no parking. The best parties, everything, is when yeah. it's just some spontaneous adventure you end up on. You but then, no like, idea. I fuck up my life. I go to rehab. I meet baby mama. We make a baby. So totally this is, unplanned. <laughs> now I have a beautiful wow. nine-year-old daughter. It's th- like. This is Johnny Crump, by the way. Hey, people. I don't know if we even introduced Yeah, him. I said Johnny. We didn't say his last name. Yeah, and then that was Caleb earlier. So I just so, want everyone. And that's Big Paul. So my dream is for the audience to like know all of you guys. Oh, okay. Well, you already know that. No, I know, but I'm letting you say it. Yeah. And, but I mean, and, I didn't know about it on the podcast. I thought no, like gonna... this isn't any different. This is just one way for us to reach the audience. Yeah. All the, all, you know what I'm saying? Like, remember the last time we did this, I had like 48 hours sober. I was still shaking and trembling, and I helped Billy. That move. was the last time. Yeah, it was July. It's I think been July. Yeah. No. So if you guys want to go back and listen to the the original podcast we did with Johnny, you can. 
um, you got to sift through all the pods. It might be like somewhere around like fifty or oh, sixty. Dude, that's when you told us about your 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 father and your oh, childhood the crazy, yeah, and all the yeah, stuff. My dad was okay, a so extremist. Yeah. In one minute, do the Anthony Hopkins. Oh yeah, he said. He said to me, "If you ever feeling uh, insecure, you've got the free floating anxiety. You just say to yourself, I am who I am, and I do what I do for fun and for free because I love doing it.'" No explanations, no apologies. Of myself, I am nothing. I can do nothing or be nothing. It is God or the Father within that does the works. God. Infinite love, infinite hope, infinite truth, infinite being. In him I love and trust. In him I move and have my very being. And knowing this, I now give up the desire to be here or be there. Because I am who I am. And I do what I do. For fun and for free. Because I love doing it. But, but yeah. wait, Did he right, write so, that? So, no, so, no, so Caleb, he, I, it's his mantra. I need you to make sure that that or a mantra he taught me into a video. At a restaurant, and he says that. So exact we used to go thing. to the griddle on Sunset after the log cabin at seven thirty in the morning. Okay, but hold on. How did you memorize that? That's what I do. He he would give me little mantras and things to memorize, and so I would that, do that. That was one of the things. Yeah, that was one of the things. Sorry to interrupt you, Billy, but I just you. I, I I think that that's. When I hear you say that, it just reminds me of the truth. I would also memorize things to impress him. Hamlet, <laughs> Titus Andronicus, Julius Caesar, Macbeth. I mean, all kind of things. And then I would try and do it for him in the car, in the little town car. He would drive around in the back of his town car, and he had this driver. And I would try and do it for him. And uh, He's really hard to impress because he's like whoa, the greatest whoa, living whoa. actor of all time. But see, I, I just saw you. I'm... I'm noticing in you right now this desire to impress. You don't, and that's literally what he was saying to you, is that you don't, I don't need to impress you. You don't need to impress me. Oh, no, I'm not trying to impress you guys. I was just trying to remember it. um, I think you always are trying to impress. I agree. Well, that's interesting. I agree. I think I'm trying to practice socializing because I'm... Look. I, I, I think I'm awkward socially. You, you, look. And so I, pra- I put on asides and, and characters, but I don't think... It's no. too impressed. I think it's to not embarrass myself. It's to get validation. And I, I mean, dude, I do it too. I, and I'm trying to practice not doing it, not needing it, and only being honest. If if you're if you don't do that, then you're more evolved than me. No, I'm I'm not saying I don't do that. I'm just saying right now I'm just trying to I was trying to remember the words exactly as he gave them to me. But like I was just in the middle of saying something about how that reminded me of the truth. And before I got to finish what I was trying to say, you were like you said you said something about oh, and I also remembered Hamlet for him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I was trying to let you know why I memorize things. I'm like, that thing that you just said reminded me of the truth, and I was about to explain what that meant, and you said, I also remembered Hamlet for him, and... Oh. I don't know. Did I kick you off track? No, I'm just... I'm just trying to point out, like, something, you know, because you said you could never impress him, and and and... I think the truth of that is that, like, if you're trying to impress him, yeah, he knows, and he doesn't like that. Yeah, he just wants you to be you. He so I crashed a car in two thousand uh, November sixteenth, two thousand eight. I got drunk at a actually a gay bar, 
I'd run out of money on Sunset, and I I got drunk at the gay bar down in Santa Monica. I was like, "Hey, my boyfriend broke up with me," and I, I was I was upset about this girl Patricia. Crashed the car, and he and this guy Jim Miller had come to. Um, I had a broken left tibia amphibia. Danielle remembers I was on crutches for like six months, and he and the, and his sponsor Jim Miller, who is uh, so and so sponsor that you that was upset with you at the meeting, mm-hmm. that's his sponsor. So Jim Miller's like got like sixty years sober, and. Um, they were both. I came to on Dilaudid with a broken leg at Cedar Sinai Hospital, November sixteenth, two thousand eight, and he was he was standing over me. He was he goes, "Did you drink?" And I was like, "No." He's like, I, "I was like, I got I got run off the road by a Mexican tree trimming truck." He's like, "Yeah," and he let me lie to him. And then, like about six months later, when I had six months, um, because I had relapsed while he sponsored me. He, he come you guys, in. are you just talking during the podcast with the keep door going, open? He came in. He came into the restaurant I was working at, or no, he came into Starbucks on Santa Monica Boulevard where I was working, and he and uh, he had a little six month chip. And he goes Mexican tree trimming truck, huh? <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, I got run off the road by Mexican. He goes, yeah, you you know I know how to lie. I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, you look up into the right, you look down into the left. You're accessing your prefrontal cortex, the creative side of your mind. You look down into the left, you're, you're creating, you're fantasizing, you're lying. You look up into the right, you're remembering. Different parts of your brain. Some would say I'm one of the greatest living liars of all time. You got a little gold statue about it. Oh, my and I God. And I said, uh, I said, okay, so I drank. He's like, yeah, I know. I know. I was like, damn. But what a trip. Dude. You couldn't fool him. Here's but he the- would let you fool him. He would, he would, he yeah. would pretend he didn't know. And then a lot of times, like at meetings, people would try and ask him to like sponsor and stuff, and he would he does this thing where he'll just look off like he's senile, like he'll be like, I don't. People ask for a number, he'll say, I don't have a number, and then he'll just look off so that you feel like you're bothering him. <laughs> he's got a way, and he can like instantly like become like other characters like instantly. Wow. I remember, we went to uh, what's that sushi place? No, Katsuya. hold on, hold on. Yeah. Billy was trying to ask you something. Oh, what I was saying! What a trip being in Los Angeles! Like you didn't, you didn't find him. You just ran into him, and he ended up being yeah. your sponsor. And you just happened to be an actor, right? I happened to be an aspiring, an aspiring actor, ex homeless guy. Yeah, like, and, and, you know. and 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 I wanted to comment on that original thing you I said. Had one more thing to say though. Yeah, please. What's really a trip right now is I thought I knew Johnny. I don't know Johnny, and I'm looking at Johnny's eyes right now. And I'm just now getting to know Johnny. Yeah, barely. Barely. Because he's still not fully. Because he's still putting on a mask and he's yeah. still getting to know Johnny. But yeah. the trippy thing is, I thought I had him pinned. And I just, I, even I, know who he is. I, I know. I just, I just hope that you can stay humble, Johnny, and like open because y- you, you are emerging. But that's when the ego starts to really rebuild itself, like quickly. You could talk to people now again. You know, do you, do you get what I'm saying? I, I just don't want you to get too much of that and be like, you guys are tripping. I'm out. No, I'm or painting. What? I'm just painting. I'm covered in paint all day and I'm very, I'm humbled by society and life. And I remember my last bottom. I remember uh, trembling and shaking and you know shooting outside issues. And, but I'm not talking about that part of it. I don't think I'm going to shoot in crystal. I'm not talking. I don't want to go back to that. I don't think. I think that has the obsession been removed? Interestingly, the obsession has. But but here's the thing: if uh, if 
if there's a uncomfortable feeling or pain, I do remember that there is a relief that can mm-hmm. come when they talk about that sense of ease and comfort that comes at once when we take a drink. Mm. I remember the drink. I remember. Yeah. I remember that it works. I'm still very close to the last, my last drink. So. Yeah. So, I mean, that's obviously, but I don't obsess. Yeah. Like, that's obviously something that we want to stay. Do you get cravings at all? Like that, you know, that, that gut twisting. Jumps. If I'm in emotional pain, I absolutely do crave alcohol. How often are you in emotional pain? Lately? Not, not often since I've been doing the steps. You know, and I call my sponsor every day, and I stay out of relationships. Well, you've been in the house. If you've been like, oh, I'm going to fucking get loaded or drink. Well, like, I know that I make, like, basically minimum wage painting. <laughs> no, no, I'm not so asking when, you that. So when I'm baby asking. mama calls talking about, like, exorbitant child support fees that don't exist, she'll be like, yeah, I need yeah, 400 yeah. a week. Like, I make, like, 350 a week. So I'm like, I'm like, all right. You know, that, that kind of stuff and the insecurity about not being able to provide this fantasy money. Four fifty a week. Is what she's cra- asking. Yeah, that's crazy, and I'm not court ordered to pay that. But I do want to provide for my daughter. But she guilt yeah. trips me. With and once I told her I had just, a job. Just try to make sure that you're talking into the mic. Oh yeah. So you can literally move it like any way you want. Yeah. So if you're looking at Billy, just have it like that. Yeah. So my only question is, I don't need to know the circumstances. Have you been Jones and Hard? Uh, I I'm so unfamiliar with that feeling. But see that whole. This is second. interesting. No, dude. I feel like we ask you a simple question and it goes too far. We, no one asked you about the, the mom or the child support. He just asked you. Are so you recently, jonesing? yes, I have. I have had cravings. Okay. Um, jonesing probably like is like a craving that lasts more than a, you know, 15 minutes is jonesing. Wait, no, jonesing is just craving. Yeah, no, I've had craving. I had a craving for crystal meth. Um, when I was painting, actually. And it was so strange because Jordan just said, remember where we come from. And I started thinking about it. You shared about that at dinner. Yeah. Right? And I, But even thinking about the painful, pitiful, incomprehensible shit they all talk about, it triggered me because behind that is a drug six times more powerful than cocaine. And I remember what that feels like because I'm so close to it. Mm. And uh, I don't want to lose my daughter and become a homeless guy. Yeah, we but know I remember that. what crystal meth feels like. Like it's yeah. just right around the corner, you know. So I, yeah, I mean, occasionally for I years do. that craving always took me back. For years in an AA and everything, always I couldn't resist that. I go like in my gut because that's where it came from. It's yeah. just like, you know, it's embedded into the hypothalamus and the pleasure center, the pleasure and reward center of the brain. For me, like I had to avoid masturbation for like a couple of weeks. Just be, after after quitting when I got here, uh-huh. because anytime I would masturbate, I would literally and I busted a nut, it would feel like a crystal meth injection. Huh? Like like that's what it feels like. It be, feels like an orgasm because you were doing that every time you did crystal oh, meth. So when you inject it, it feels like an orgasm. Yeah, and if I would snort enough of the good stuff at the right amount, I would get this wave of orgasm over me. Right. Like it would go through my whole body though. Because you're messing with like primal, midbrain. Like, we can't control our central nervous system, and crystal meth attacks your central nervous system. It's literally six times more powerful than cocaine if it's the actual like pharmaceutical-grade shit, which is probably hard to get, but street dope is really strong, too. So in the back of your mind, you have this thing called the hypothalamus, which pulses like a certain number of beats every minute to regulate norepinephrine, dopamine, and serotonin. I learned this at the Midnight Mission. And um, and they were, they're showing videos of like what it does. And so... The most it's ever going to pulse during 
a normal human interaction is like 60 to 120 pulses a minute. Like one hit of crack cocaine, it's like 240 pulses a minute. One shot of crystal meth is like 1,600 pulses a minute. So you're dealing with something like 16 times more powerful than an orgasm, than your desire to pay your rent, to pay your child support, like to eat, to sleep. You've literally overridden your central nervous system. So like the part of you that like if you try and drown yourself, there's a part of your central nervous system that will literally shut you down and make you come to the surface to breathe. So how are you able to resist doing that thing? I made a covenant to the Holy Spirit and I tremble before him every morning when I pray and I ask to be relieved of the obsession. And every day, sometimes throughout the day, I'll still obsess. So I'm just, you know, like everybody else fighting for my life. How much time do you have now? Um, so the 20th of February, whatever that is. Not that long. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, that's great oh. because it's... it's in more? Yeah. Uh, but I remember, you know, like I did crystal because I had that three that that three bottles in the in the thing. I, I wonder mean, if we can. Post you're talking this. about the power of crystal, but I was just as hopeless drug addict with any drug, even marijuana. Didn't even matter. Alcohol, marijuana, crystal. Actually, I didn't really like heroin, but once I started doing it, I started getting that Jones for it. Uh, yeah, that crystal lights you up, boy. <sighs> ten you remember, hours. Do you, you remember it, hours. though? I mean, I didn't shoot it. Can you feel it? And I didn't feel, smoke when, it. So when, when you think, when you say it. How much time do you have sober? You know, 60-something. How much? I think 60-something. I've got I've to add it up because I haven't been counting every day. I'm just going to write 65 days sober. Okay. This shit might pop off, bro. Right. Pop off, especially because I mean, of your hat. Like but remember when we made the mistake and said ninety days sober, because I was thinking ninety days, but mm. I didn't have ninety days, That's so I deleted okay. that one. Because it was actually I had sixty days that day, I think. So sixty something. And then you know, crack was it for him, but you're saying that this crystal is six ten times stronger or something? Yeah. Yeah. Well. I know that the crack does that too. You there's like specific Superman numbers. Like I'm seconds. throwing out like general, Big like time. A general idea of what it is. So there's cocaine and then crack is like four or five times more powerful than just regular cocaine. Oh yeah. And then like there's snorting crystal meth, which is a different high yeah, that's than smoking crystal meth, which is a different high than injecting crystal meth. I think some people mainline crack too. Yeah. I think they cut it really? with, uh, Oh, it's horrible, man. Like, but you know, you know what the thing is? Like, I never started out like I'm going to go become a junkie. Like, okay. I was never like, I'm going to go get crystal meth. It always starts out with, I'm going to go to Barney's Beanery and just take the edge off. I'm going to have two IPAs and like a shot of Maker's Mark. And then like 16 hours later, I find myself in a tent in MacArthur Park with like Puppet and Dreamer and Stomper and Trigger. The big homie. Always and those fuckers, homie. huh? Some tranny named Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, well, how did I get here, you know? Hmm. Oh, my God. MacArthur Park, boy, that place. Is that place still like that? Oh, my God, dude. MacArthur Once you Park. take that shot, there's no playing the tape through. No. There's no playing with that stuff. Man. Yeah. You do not want to play. It's so weird because the cops roll out. They roll through there regularly, but shit's still going down. Well, the co- I think the cops, man, 
Um, they don't fuck around in MacArthur Park because it's. I mean, this was a long time ago for me. I think Trump cleaned it up a lot with the MS-13 and the gangbangers and stuff. But like, they're still active. Like, there's still 18th Street and MS-13 running around there and being crazy. If but you're like, in if that you're park, a, if you're in that park, you're kind of like a homeless guy. You're you're, you're pro- kind of protected in there. Well, if you're not banging and you're just buying dope, it's bad for business to to like rob you. Yeah, take the and money also, and get out. Yeah. Every every other homeless guy is also a dealer. So like homeless people are like survive by getting a piece and then doing a little and selling the rest to other homeless people and stuff like that. It's a constant cycle of cash flow circulating. Once you step out to Alvarado, that's when you got to worry about the cops. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're at the park, it's like Really? Because when I was there, I've, I've been sober 25 years, so this is a long way back. But the cops would roll through regularly, but I don't know how they still negotiated their business. You can get or... anything at MacArthur Park. Passports, driver's license. Oh, really? Yeah, you can get anything at MacArthur Park. Wow. Anything. Amazing. Yeah, Except you're, like you're a definitely dolphin. definitely a link to the a underground. Dolphin. Yeah. No, it's, 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 you know. And they're, they're selling everything from cigarettes. To, they got the little Pices that just came from, like, El Salvador. They got to pay taxes to 18th Street and shit. And, you know, they got to... They got it rough, man. Like, it's just a, just the underworld. So what do you talk talk about when you're in the tent with Puppet and Diamond and... and... You know, it's it's a lot of babble. <laughs> I would just say, you know, borderline psychosis. Tweaker talk, huh? Well, you hear shit that's, like, terrifying. Like, you... The stuff that you do on Crystal Meth is a zombie-like behavior. So you're doing anything from hopping into apartment buildings, jumping in pools to, like, you know, shameful, pitiful, incomprehensible, demoralizing things. You might have a girlfriend. You might have a threesome with, like, her and two girls. You might have a threesome with, like, her and a drug dealer named Happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who's got, like, HIV. Like, you don't know what the fuck you're going to do because once you do that, you're not yourself. Right. Like, your prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for guilt, Shame, remorse, logic, apathy, and empathy are all shut down. And now you're operating on the your pleasure and reward setting of your brain, which is flooded with, like... I mean, so Adolf Hitler used to give speed pills to the SS, like, super soldiers. And they conquered, like, half the known planet because they didn't sleep and they just shot and went crazy. Like... We wouldn't have won the war if he didn't send them to Russia. I'm trying to like, think. That's like, that's where that's where we won the war. I wasn't nearly as intense as you were, but I feel like I was not a complete raving maniac until I didn't sleep or eat for a, a period of time, and it's then I such, started getting uh, weird. It's such a gross, disgusting, horrible drug. It feels so amazing at it first. Wor- it works. It works and immediately. And you can get shit done. You think you are anyway. That's the dangerous thing is that it works immediately. Like, you're not, like, you, some people, like, don't believe in God. Like, you don't have to not believe in crystal meth. Like, if you do crystal meth, you just did crystal meth. And it lasts for so long, that's what I like about it. <laughs> you can't it. undo it either, yeah. You might be awake for, like, a day or three days. Yeah. I wonder if that's what fucked me up, my nerve damage. Yeah, I still have little glitches. Like, my face does, uh, if I have too much coffee or, like, a Red Bull or something, anything that's even just a little bit stimulant. Uh, my fingers will do like tardive dyskinesia type stuff. Um, my eyebrows will make spontaneous movements. What about? But here, you know, you know what's crazy? It crack. saved my life too. Like it also saved my life. You know, when my dad died, I was in a tremendous amount of depression and pain. Um, crystal meth immediately. It's like what? what yeah, I remember you know? that when I mm-hmm. when it was good, and I just walked outside and it'd just be so beautiful. 
Yeah, before you go psychotic and you become schizophrenic and lose everything and you push the shopping cart, you've got so you've good. got like some great moments. Yeah. yeah. What about a big it's gack? The pleasure receptor, big man. Crack though, because I never, I only did crack a few times. Crack is so last week. And here's the problem with crack: you're you're with people, right? By the time you get your piece, there's no piece left. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't split. No, I didn't really like well, to split. I, I never people. got to that point. There's I would no go with my socializing uncles. on crack. Like you're not socializing. Not if you're a real one. No, there's like you're not even with. Maybe at first when you get introduced to it, but once it's got you, you're, you're, you're like, in you your room. What are you talking about? Yeah, you are dying. What next? Crack is a what next drug. You do a hit. What next? Do a hit. What next? Start beating people up. But I do remember I grew up around these people. And I remember them going into zombie mode and taking the lint out of the couch and smoking it, you know, oh, all on night. the carpet, drywall. Oh God! <laughs> and I also remember Thank the you, sex Jesus. thing was Thank a, you, was connected Thank to you, it too, because there was all kind of weird sexual shit with these people too. Yeah, dude, did I tell you about my coming out of a blackout and uh, the tranny with the penis pump? The penis pump. <laughs> so, <laughs> so just a typical day in Johnny Land. I had had, uh, what, like for 96 or 97 days sober. Um, I got out of awakenings because I, I couldn't hang. And um, uh, got into an argument with baby mama on WhatsApp. And I was walking by a liquor store on Santa Monica Boulevard. And I just kind of <laughs> strolled in and I was going to have two shots of Patron. That's it. And I remember having those two that shots of Patron. Plan, huh? This is like 4.30 p.m. And I come to, true story, in a tent. With a tranny named Diamond Sitting there She's got this penis pump going pss, 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 pss. And, I, and I come to mid-conversation <laughs> and, and I go, how the fuck did I get here? And she goes, don't tell me I'm pottying with crazy people Don't tell me I'm pottying with crazy people this is, you, you see this? You see this? We've been partying all day I was like, how did I get here? She said, don't tell me I've been partying with crazy people Okay, can you tell us a little bit about Diamond? What what? So what happens is I drink and then I Ooh. forget how much I'm drinking and I'll go get like some Xanax and I just no, keep I get moving. that, I get that. You take the first drink, you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. Yeah, and I was like, smoking, and it might happen I, was, in a I week. came to I, I came to smoking crystal meth, like I was I was drunk and then I was smoking the pipe, and she's like, "Don't burn my dope, don't burn my dope." And I said, "How the fuck did I get here?" She said, "Don't tell me I'm partying with crazy people." And I'm like in a tent with this, and then I look over and she's got. It's he. It's she, she's got a penis pump on this big black dick. And but what does the penis pump do? What's the it's point just of a it? fucking thing that's, that's does it make like, it bigger? It's like some sex toy. I don't know. Or feel good? I'm or? not like going around buying penis pumps. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, so it just yeah, I can't drink. No, no. I can't drink. Uh, that's that's it, real clear. I mean, it used to be like back when I was young and looked like like you know like a attractive guy when I was in my twenties. I had hair and I wasn't you know, 30 muscles. pounds overweight. Yeah. No, I was just like young and innocent and I hadn't done crystal meth. Mm. Um, I used to fall into like amazing situations. You mm. know, uh, I was up at a place called Red Rock on Sunset and I couldn't afford to drink the way I wanted to drink on Sunset Boulevard. So I would go to the liquor store and I would get back then by the Viper Room. There was a liquor store and I would grab these 99 cent airplane shooter bottles of uh, like single shots and I would line my little Donnie Brasco jacket with it and I would saunter into the bar and then I would say I was the designated driver and I would get um, free soda pop so I would get like a Coke or like a Sprite maybe an orange juice and tip a buck and <laughs> I must have been like the most obvious designated driver because I was showing up like more drunk 
every time. <laughs> so I would get the free soda, and then I would I would go outside and I would pour my shot in, and I would drink, and then I would I would I would have like ten or twelve shots on me, and I would be talking to people. Sometimes the the patrons would see me doing that, and then go tell the bartender they kicked me out, and I come back, you know, and um, it it was just. It was. What's amazing about this? I would. I also had this ability to lie and just make up. Sp- I mean, I had a. You know how like you get a you go to Best Buy and you get a computer, and before you download any porn or any fucked up shit that messes up the computer's hard drive, you've got this brand new clean computer. Well, I think that's kind of how the human brain is. I think we get like this this great atomical gift from God where we have this perfect brain with all these brain cells and it's working. And then what happens is, like, we think we know better than God, so we try and modify it. And I don't know. Back then, I could just fall into shit. Like, I fell into beautiful women, and, like, I ended up working for Joanna Carson up in Bel Air. Just, uh, I met this guy named Walker, and he introduced me to Johnny Carson's wife. And then I ended up being her, like, pool boy for, like, six years. And I met Elizabeth Taylor and, like, all the... I had just, like, the craziest, like, fresh off the bus from Wisconsin story in Hollywood you could possibly imagine. It's like in my 20s. That's mm-hmm. before even getting sober and meeting Tony. Like I was just like flat broke. And there's an expression. Um, I think James Dean said, you'll dine with kings, dance with queens, all the while being flat broke. And that was my story. I was constantly broke. But I would fall into shit. And, like, and, and if people wanted to like, I would always be like, oh, we can't go back to Maya. But meanwhile, I was staying at like the Gilbert Hotel. And it was actually more like the Ilbert Hotel because the G was just like blinking on and off with like <laughs> like little bugs like zapping themselves on it. People passed out with needles in their arms. But before I had ever done like hard so drugs, I was just an alcoholic. Like so I just drank. What you're saying is you really enjoyed the first few years there before Christmas. Oh man, I had a blast, dude. I had a blast because I was lost in oblivion and I didn't know I was in oblivion. So how old were you when you knew you were an alcoholic? Oh god. Because I knew when I was Well, I didn't know, I didn't know that like per se, it was a bad thing. Like I thought we just do this because I surrounded myself with people that drank like me. And if I did, and and if they didn't drink like me, I went to find people that drank like me. So if I went to a bar and I was having a conversation and it was 2am and everyone's going home to go to work or go to bed, I would, I would wander the streets looking for people that were awake. And that's where you run into people that are awake on shit. That's like, you're just not ready to. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to go to Mars. Like, I was never like, I'm going to go drink and watch the game and then go to Mars. I just wanted to drink and watch the game. But when I drink, like, I just don't stop. Like, I can't stop myself. Alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, yeah, man. So I'll give you the story. So I was at Red Rock on Sunset and I was drinking. No, I was going to tell you that. Okay, last one. Uh, last one? Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. Uh, no, nah, I'm all sad. What? No, nah, because you can't handle any more stories. No, I, I can't handle one more story. I was going to tell you about the gardeners, the Mexican Dude, gardeners in Palm Springs. Johnny story time? Yeah, this is the last one, so sit down. No, I want to, like, talk to him, dude. Okay. I just feel like I can't. Because he just, like, takes the fucking reins. He's got a lot going on. He's got a lot of stories. I know. It's, like, too much. I know. It's amazing. All right. Let's find out. I'll stop. I'll stop. So, listen. I just want to go back to the... I just want to go back to the Anthony Hopkins thing that I wanted to talk about. I saw Anthony. Because that's, like, very profound what he's saying. Like, I am who I am, and I do what I do for fun and for free. 
because and, I love doing it. Yeah. No explanations, no apologies. Of myself, I am nothing. I could do nothing. It and is God or the Father within that does the works. This is coming from him, or is he quoting someone else? I think that was his. Well, it is. How does it start? My, the Father who does the works is Christ, but that was his mantra that he told me to memorize. How, how does it start? I am who I am, and I do what I do for fun and for free, because I love doing it. No explanations, no apologies. But it, he said that after you asked him something. Well, I was, I, I was. This just, girl, what yeah, did you know? Yeah, I, I told. Just, what did you ask him? I, I asked him how to not have social anxiety when you feel uncomfortable around people. Um, but over there, when you were sharing in the meeting, you yeah. asked him it's, something about. Well, like, this person had come up and asked for an autograph. I said, "Do you ever oh. feel uncomfortable when you first meet people that think they know you?" Right. And he said, uh, he, "He said, I said, I said, do you ever feel uncomfortable when people come up to you thinking they know you, but you don't know everybody?" So like, what's it like for everyone to think they know right, you, but you so, don't know everyone? And he goes, I know them. They're hold just on, like, hold on. So now I want you to say this for the camera. This is at an AA meeting? Caleb! This, this is in an AA meeting? No, no, this is not. So no. this, is the con- this is the content, okay? This is the okay. piece of content. Because before, you didn't really explain. And we didn't get the full thing. We just got the quote, but we didn't get the context. Oh. But in context of him, is this going... So I want you to say, I'm sitting with Anthony Hopkins at the time, my sponsor, and someone came up to him and asked for an autograph. And I said to him, isn't that weird? Isn't that make you uncomfortable? So yeah. I'll, 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 I'll preface it. So Johnny's tried to get sober a lot of times. And you, Anthony Hopkins was actually his sponsor for about a year. And you guys were sitting together and – Somebody walked up to him and said, can I have an autograph? And you said, Doesn't that, isn't that weird that people are... Yeah, when people, everyone thinks they know you, but you don't know everybody. And then he said... He goes, I know them. They're just like little pieces of me and you. He said, you ever feel uncomfortable with strangers coming up to you? Just say to yourself, I am who I am. And I do what I do for fun and for free. Because I love doing it. No apologies, no explanations. Of myself, I am nothing. I could do nothing. It is God or the Father within who does the works. God... Infinite love, infinite hope, infinite truth, infinite being. And knowing this, I now give up the desire to be this or be that, to be here or be there, because I am who I am, and I do what I do, because I love doing it. For fun and for free. For fun and for free. Okay, that makes sense now, because he's not any better or worse than the people asking him for autographs. He's not any higher or lower. We're all equal. No, he, he's the kindest. That is what I was trying to say yeah. earlier about truth. And that's the post I want to make, okay? Yeah. It has to make sense to people. Right. And, and, and Anthony Hopkins, me, you, that's kind of the reason for anonymity while I'm breaking it. That's yeah. the, re- the reason is because everybody already fucking knows he's sober in an AA. What are we, who are we fucking kidding? No, like, what? Yeah, so, I'm not breaking his anonymity. He's already the whole fuck. It's like on his Wikipedia page, right? Okay. <laughs> so, but what I'm trying to do is level the playing field and yeah. explain to people why that what he said there has such a profound. The meaning behind it is so profound because he, with all his Oscars and all his success, is he doesn't need to feel weird about 
people wanting his autograph. He's one of the kindest, most altruistic people I've ever met. In my but life. I'm not even trying to put him on a pedestal like you yeah. just did. I'm just saying that we're all equals. I'll yeah. break him off that pedestal if you want. Go ahead. Okay, I mean, God bless him, and he's a great guy, I'm sure. But when I saw him speak, I was totally underwhelmed. Like, I didn't get anything out of it. That's the whole... That's so crazy to hear you say that. Neither did Johnny when I spoke the other night. What? What are you talking about? When you spoke? Yeah. No, I thought you've had better shares. I got never heard me share. No, Uh, when you were sponsoring me, you told me to watch your share at prime time, and I did watch that share. Mm, Yeah, but prime time's different, and I had thirty minutes. Yeah, I only had fifteen minutes, and I knew I was speaking to a, a a crowd that wanted a little story and something they could relate to some newcomers right it's different it's a different pitch when it's like newcomers and like a hit meeting like at prime time i don't really talk about half the shit i talked about in that share i gave more of my story in that share and uh but whatever you know what you know what you missed that you didn't let people identify with like your bottom you just said i hit a bottom and then you got into like Social media and Veronica and cool no, stuff. No, but I did say... But you didn't talk about like the pain and suffering so that the newcomer would understand like you're an actual alcoholic. No, I said yeah. I was taking... I did. I said something about Norcos. But you didn't describe any feelings about like the pain and loss and like what you lost and everybody saw you suffering. Yeah, you know, I think I'm so used to like not talking about like the worst stories and like I'm so used to not needing to qualify. Yeah. We're all here. We're all we've all hit a bottom. It's Why sucked. put the mess in the message? I don't need to put the mess in the message anymore. But what about that newcomer that just comes in that literally has never come to the program, doesn't know anything and like right. they they've been huffing glade and like paint and shooting dope and they don't they they come into a meeting and they don't know if ever, they they feel like everyone else is different. And then someone shares about how together and they also, are. Also, to be fair, like my bottom wasn't that pitiful and incomprehensible. It wasn't like yours. It was like I just couldn't afford to live that way anymore. Right. I don't know. It really what was wasn't your bottom. Forty Norcos a day. Just like taking a lot of Norcos. But were like, you losing people? Your brother said, yeah, your brother yeah. said you're not my brother anymore. Yeah, yeah. Nobody and, wanted to hang and, out. And my friends and yeah, it, it was it was kind of bad actually. Like being in Veronica's room, like by myself in the dark watching DVDs, like and like stealing from her, and it was pretty miserable. And 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 I will keep that in mind for next time because I you're right I, I have kind of forgotten how important it is to identify um that kind of simple pain because throughout my share I'm mostly talking about different bottoms I've hit in sobriety and why and how I overcome those through humility and like not seeking outside things to fix my insides. That's really what I like to focus on when I share Mm -hmm. is like what I was trying to get once I got sober and the fact that I got it and it didn't make me happy because you still think it's going to make you happy. What sobriety success in the acting world. 
uh, fame. And honestly, fortune. bro, I've pretty much given up on acting. It's just something that I like to do. I like to memorize monologues for the things, and I like to have like little tricks. Yeah, but I still friends. think that like I'm not going to get a headshot and go to audition. I'm painting. Yeah, but you're you you, know, you, you would you would love to have a large following. Honestly, I just I, I, I want to be able to perform like I would love the stage. I would love to be able to do that. It'd be <laughs> right. cool, but that's not my dream. Like I was never like I need to be famous on Instagram. I want people to be like, dude, how the fuck did you memorize all that? And then become that character for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. That's what I really want. Fuck out of me how you memorize shit. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But I just think a lot of people are seeking outside validation. We are. And, and I'm just trying to. I'm I'm just trying to offer something different because everyone has a bottom. Everyone talks about their bottom. I'm just, I'm bored. So I want to talk about like the bottom I had in sobriety and how, and how I got through that. And like, you know, I, and also like I'm 15 years sober. Like I forget when I was, out there like right before I got sober I forget to talk about that so like thank you for reminding me shit bro dude when no, I was with a rapper hall that, like, that's all I, you would like, hear cared, man cared like a lot about what you said I can't because you never care about like, well, like I remember that I'm yeah. like wait this fool didn't think it was good no it's not what I said I just said it wasn't your best yeah but that's I'm like just like you oh wow like I took because I always imagined I thought you about like, that at night in bed, and I'm like, wait a second, he never even heard me share before. Yeah, no, I did. I know, but like on a YouTube. This thing. is kind of funny. Cause I wanted to be actual friends with you. Like I didn't know you were an Instagram sensation or any of that shit. Danielle <laughs> brought me over, and I was drunk, and I thought you were fucking no, cool. I'm not. No, no, dude. And I, at that time, I, you know, I don't use it, right? No, like I and, literally and, and, barely use Instagram. Yeah, I have like a hundred saying that. No, it's true. Like I, I, I haven't used don't it. Don't want to hear you say that anymore. So, but listen, listen, because it's just like, it's like this weird thing. But like, I didn't have any, when you met me then, I didn't really have nearly what I have right now. Yeah. You realize that? Now I do. Like a year ago when you met me, I wasn't, as you put it, an Instagram sensation. Yeah, we just hit it off. not yet. We just hit it off at your meeting and then something told me to ask you if you would sponsor me. Right. And then you brought me over to your house and you were like, well, we're doing this show. And I was like all kind of put I was really like sad because I felt like, oh, they're going to make fun of me. They're doing the show to make fun of me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I didn't know was that you film everything in your life and you had been for years. Yeah. So like it, it you know, between all the drinking and the, the, the haze of oblivion, I didn't really get to know the authentic Pat. Until I came here. I knew it was nice of you to fly me out or Danielle to use your card to fly me out to Awakenings. But like I didn't get to know that you had a heart until I came here. You know, I just thought you were cool. And then I was like, I guess I was really jealous that Danielle gave you so much attention because she used to give me a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. And then when you came back into her life, you took it all. And I had like she was like my one friend in the hood. So so that's why I would get drunk and send you those mean messages. That's actually... Yeah, but that's. I hope you understand. No, I get it. Luck. I totally get no, it. No, that, that she, I didn't take all our attention. <laughs> Why is he picking these songs? Dude, that's a horrible song. We're just watching Johnny's 
or I told I told Jordan to to make a Johnny. Everybody, Caleb, can you grab Jordan? Different tastes in have him change this damn music. <laughs> I, I wish I wish somebody did something with that one that that spontaneous uh, special agent Crump comedy sh- uh, thing because that was actually funny. Oh, Caleb, do you have that? No one's ever. Wait, which one? The one where there was a crowd of people upstairs, and can I was I telling him about question? Midnight Mission. Yes, yes. Do you have that one? Yeah. You want me to do something with it? Yeah, you're making the Johnny thing. You need to get all the shit. I thought you were putting all the Johnny clips together. I am. I have some pretty epic clips of Johnny, though. Hey, Paul. I know, but you have that so one that you keep talking about. What's a speaker back in the primetime day that you used care. to really like, like look Listen, forward to and enjoy hearing? Ron Gold. Oh, Ron. I was going to ask him to sponsor me. Hurricane Jordan Tommy. He's cool. Jordan has that. He too. sometimes attends the meeting I go to on Wednesdays. Yeah, because that was unrehearsed and Venice? unplanned. Well, it was like a Zoom meeting. It was, he, one, it was once in a lifetime. Oh, yeah. Because I had just the right amount of All right, so listen. Listen. All right. I've worked with a lot of fucking people, okay? Right. Are you guys having like a little battle right now? No, no. <laughs> They're both smoking we're, cigarettes. We're bonding for the first time <laughs> yeah. in like a while because I'm always a client here. I'm not. I don't get so to be you friends. understand Dane. Yeah, yeah. Talented guy, right? Therapist, punk band. I, I saw, and you know Jason Evigan, my friend who produced all the big songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know and him. Then you but know Steve and Ange and Hypercrush. Steve, he deep. I haven't a, met them. I don't think he was a big part of the reason that 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 all this cool math shit got made, right? Um, Steve I've just known a lot of people I've had a lot of friends Who have had a lot of talent And um, So Jordan That that song We gotta help We gotta work on videos With you Can you call with the boar I love it I love that you're trying What is that song though Sick joke by Nick That's actually pretty cool Um, But yeah Let me see the video real quick You already posted it No I love it just fucking go. I'm just thinking it could. We could do better. How are you making? It? <laughs> what did it say? Did you write something on it? Yeah, it says Johnny. But wait, but I can't read it. Stop working, changing his life. Yeah, up, it's gone. And then also, when you do the text, you want to add the black background to it. Okay. Uh, uh, this was the wrong time to to give you the tutorial, but I just want to say good job. Keep doing what you're doing, and and next time you make something, let's do it together so I can show you a couple things. Yeah, that's a lot of. What yeah. is the five five five? Just let me let me let me take a second to, to help you make them yeah. next time. Yeah. Oh, you have the special agent Crump one that he. No, wants. he has it. Oh. And make sure all those videos you're getting are going to like to like Wickham. They're getting to the. You know what I'm saying. But what I was going to say was you're like, I have a good like gauge for like people that have a lot to offer. And like Johnny is like one of those people, you know what I'm saying? It's not even hard to see. I'm not even giving myself a pat on the back for seeing it, but I saw it like a year ago when you showed up at my house. That's crazy. And Cause I, I didn't also, think you liked me and I was really insecure around. Of you. course. But like, I also yeah. here, will you sit? You want to sit? What are you doing? It makes me emotional. Are you in the middle of a... 
What time is it? Emotional about what? The, the, make sure you get in the mic though. Just okay. So this is Jordan. Now, um, I don't know if you guys know Jordan Grossman. He was actually the first person to sleep in this house with his daughter mm-hmm. in the yeah. room. Dude, what a trip! Yeah, it must be really kind of a trip to you to have seen it become what it is. Yeah, it's like weird. I can't even imagine. I mean, I'm over here like building it, and I kind of knew it was gonna, or was I hoped that it would become this, but I can't even imagine what that looked like from your side of it. I had no idea what I was getting into. <laughs> How long has it been? It feels like a long time, but it hasn't been that long. <clears throat> Um, Four months or something? No, it hasn't even been 90 days yet. It's been so, however much few sober. days before Jan- How long have you been sober? January 23rd. January 23rd. But like how many days do you have sober? 95. Oh, okay. So you you moved in at like, you, you had a couple days sober? Yeah. Off of what? Klonopin. So wait, so maybe we have been open for 90 days. Oh yeah, you have. It's been about 90 days. And he was in a room, you know, I don't think there was no bunk beds. No, I was in bedroom one where all the boys are and make sure that you're like a fist away where all the boys are. And, um, it was just the twin beds, the little twin beds that were up there. (laughs) There was these two little, like little dollhouse beds up there. Yeah. And then Caleb and Abby showed up. Then Caleb showed up and then Abby, yeah. But you weren't like here all the time or what was that? No, just working. Yeah. Working and then come back to the house and like I can't even like remember. Was there there was no structure back then? It was still getting grounded. Yeah, there wasn't doing attitude checks at dinner. Like when did that start? Like, do you remember when that started? It started after I got here because we weren't doing that when I first got here. Really? Yeah, no, there was no attitude checks. Wow. No. It, and then then about two weeks into me being here, you started doing attitude checks, but we call them positives and negatives. Mm-hmm. And then about a month in, somebody came up with the idea to call them pull-ups instead of negatives mm-hmm. because it's a negative. So, I mean, so, you guys are just... Or maybe I mean, you guys, it would be one thing... It, it would be. Do you one, remember? I don't know. <laughs> it would be one thing to be at the ground. It would be one thing to be there when a sober living started and watch it become a, a full structured sober living. Like that would be cool. That would be one thing. But to add this other element of like the whole world like watching and us doing something so different and trying to inspire others on social media and just like having the audience that we have and trying to bring this kind of message and like this kind of structure to like the whole world. It's just, I think that like, um, it's just really fucking cool. Like you guys are, it's a trip, dude. I was just thinking about what an uphill battle it is with, with some of the old timers. It's and, and like how yeah. how how like <clears throat> you know it how how messed up it is to have such a like to keep a meeting a secret. 
You know yeah. what? It's people actually, actually you know are what? dying hold out up, there. Hold up, hold up. I had a lot of clarity today during my therapy. Okay. And it's actually not messed up. It's just different. Like, I used to think that it was messed up if you didn't like Rocky. Hmm. Like, Rocky I just thought Balboa? you... Yeah, the movie. Like, how could you not like that movie? Right. <laughs> if you don't like it, that's okay. I like it. Like, right. if they want to have that exclusivity and secrecy, and they want to protect the anonymity, like, to that degree, that's okay, and I respect that. I'm going to just do this thing over here, and I'm going to protect the anonymity in my own way. By not exposing other people's anonymity and only my own and the people who are with me who want to share this message. And I don't want to force anyone to do anything that they feel uncomfortable doing. So can we accept other people yeah. if they're different? No, of course. If they're different and not get upset about it. What I was talking about was how, uh, oh, that's the thing. Because they're getting upset. Like, Can I be okay with them not liking me? And getting upset with me. I can because the truth is this idea that everyone is going to accept what I'm doing is the delusion. It's delusional, especially if what you're doing is (laughs) super like new and, and forward and like contra and like, um, disruptive in a certain sense. And like, Extreme. Anything that's extreme is going to be. Well, I think people are still getting used to you showcasing your whole life. And like they're not used to like the reality of reality. It's a lot. Even most reality shows are scripted. It'd be a lot if it was. It'd be a lot even if there wasn't this whole sober living part of it. And it was already a lot. And then I'm like, oh, by the way, I'm going to open a sober living and do what I do here, there, with like 20 people. Yeah. Just right when you thought you couldn't handle the transparency of like me and my wife and like Rudy oh, and so- like you and Billy, like now I'm just doing all this other shit. So like obviously there's going to be backlash. And guess what? I kind of always wanted that, I feel like. Because all the bands I love and all the all of the – iconic like people that I look up to like they all had controversy in their life Hmm. like I never really I never really wanted to be like a quiet um, rule follower who like fit into the cookie cutter he's a heretic I want to I (laughs) want to actually help people someone who goes against the grain yeah someone that won't conform Heretics get burned at the stake, though. Yeah, that's so, you a know, real thing. Or stoned to death. That's a real thing. Well, I feel like I want to play The Decline. No Effects wrote a, a song called The Decline, and it, and it outlines like the decline of Western civilization and like why. Have you ever heard that song? No. I'm not a big No Effects fan. All, all the lyrics are on that little plaque that I just hung up there. Okay. And it's like, you know, one more pill to kill the pain living through conformity and um, you know, swimming upstream is, is hard. Why, why go against the grain when you can just admit defeat 
and be like everyone else Mm. and um you know why try to question the norm when you can just fall in line it's harder to like go wait a second should i expose my truth in hopes that someone else will identify and get help or should i just be quiet and safe Expose. I thought I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna expose, and I'm just, and it's kind of uncomfortable. And could you imagine what it was like for me when I didn't have anyone around me? This all started oh, when you're like me. Veronica. Let's let's show. No, no, it. before that, before that, it was just me talking about I'm sober. This is my truth. When no one, I didn't know, I had never seen anyone else like really doing that, even before TikTok. Yeah, I think everyone tries, and this is this is one of the things why I'm slowly starting to gravitate towards the, like the deeper message is that people really are, like you said, clawing at all this fake shit on Instagram and Facebook and yeah. this sort of, and like you've no, got a very, just, it's in the world, it's it's money and success and power and all that shit, anything yeah. of car, a chick, and it, and then and then that by default that makes it not okay to be fat or to be. To right. have pimples or to have like exactly. no can't afford braces and not have a cool car. Right. And I love that fight club sort of mentality that like if we can just reduce everything to bare bones, mm-hmm. we're all just humans bumble fucking our way through life trying to figure it out. Yeah. And that's beautiful. But 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 in order to get through that, you've got it. You've got to fight against all the media that showcases only the beautiful people like only the beautiful people are on the magazines at you know on the racks at Whole Foods like they're not showing there, any, there are a know. couple people like Jack Black is rad yeah have you guys follow him they're not like really. Steve-O him, or like there are some people that are like Steve-O yeah you know they're, they're, I'm not like the only person but I just think it's important for like people that have like large followings quote unquote famous people or right. with a lot of influence to be exposing some shit and right. getting vulnerable and, and because that's those are the people that the world are looking to yeah for like you know and those are the people that like we're comparing ourselves like dude the kardashians like as much as i like respect what they've accomplished um yeah i just think physically it's a lot to try to live up to for, i think for women. I, yeah but 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 if you really watch the show You'll see, like, they fucking fight, bro. Yeah. And they go through, like, so much gnarly shit. And, they ex- and that's why they have, like, so much hate right. also. But if you go to the Midwest, like, all the middle states, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, like, you do not see women with the collagen lip implants and, like, all that. Like, women are, like, just regular mm-hmm. women. Like, it's so... Only, like, L.A. is not, like, most of America. It's really a microcosm of, like cartoon wealth and like cartoon poverty fake and lips, like fake, fake tits, everything. Yeah. yeah. And I got nothing I wrong like with that. that yeah. If you like to do that to yourself, you like what normal? No, I like fake tits, yeah, me too. fake lips. I love all that. Like, yeah. I me too. Well, I like, I love, I love <laughs> natural too. There's, I, I think that it's not fair to women to, to I love showcase it, this, but yeah, I definitely you know. have a, a guilty pleasure when it comes to like the porn star. Fakeness. Yeah, a little extra. <laughs> but hold on, hold on. He's I, just like, I love s- an empty bitch. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, like physically, just how that looks. Yeah. 
But hold on, I just want to say like so so you guys are working together and yeah. like do you have Premiere Rush? Premiere Rush? Yeah, it's like a program where you can like edit videos. No, in. I don't. So you no. need to get that. Okay. Because what I think you need to start doing is like yeah, you can it, it's just a program where, where you can like put like 10 different clips in a timeline. Okay. And like you can move stuff around and shorten stuff and edit stuff. And then you can like add, like this is one I made earlier today. Yeah. Where I put like a song underneath it and I like, I'm like cutting, like I cut different things and I put stuff on top. So you can have like Johnny like say something. Yeah. And then you can put clips of him and you like working over what he's saying. That's what I tried to make. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I yeah, want to yeah. show you an app where you can start making better videos. Okay. Both of you guys. And this is an app I... It's I, Adobe, right? Yeah. This is an app that, you know, Mikey uses and Danielle uses and Billy uses. And yeah. None of these people were using this app before I showed them how to and use it. And it's called Adobe Rush. Premiere Rush. Rush. Premiere Rush. Is this it? Yeah. Okay. And so, you shoot and then edit in that. Well, you just take like five videos that you sh that you made and you can put them together okay but yeah because like i i just think this is like you know the beginning of all of this and you obviously are like filming a lot of stuff and you're like you guys are making cool stuff and yeah i'm just now starting to learn how to like practice with making any kind of content and uh i think i'm gonna I, i'm gonna learn a lot from you guys yeah just jordan's just, on it just Jordan's one thing filming I everything. I want to say, I need Madison needs to know this too. Like, no filters, no more filters. Oh, like fil filter filter. Like he does these black and whites. No, I don't do that. Yeah, none yeah. of that. Yeah, Madison has to stop doing that too. Right. She's going through filters, and it just—I don't know—it just like looks hokey. I think yeah. girls do it a little more to like fade stuff out. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Man, you've come a long way, Jordan. Really? Just it's how really even crazy. how your eye movements are. You can look people in the eye, but it's not like a, Billy, did you it's not a mysterious Jordan? darkness anymore. <laughs> mysterious it's almost darkness. like this. <laughs> no, he did. Do you know Jordan? No, I'd like to talk to him though. When you when you have a minute. Yeah. So Jordan, like I said, was the first person here. And he's watched I I've honestly never really even thought about this, but he watched the house go from nothing to what it is now and I mean you must feel like you are a part of like creating all this I, I do you should I, you I, like built stuff yeah I, I I do feel part of but I also have to keep that in check too yeah because I'll, I'll, I'll I mean look God is doing all the work totally he's just using us I'm saying that like you feeling like you're a part of building it you that can that can keep you here 100% through whatever's coming which might be hard 100% for you. and then for you to be like oh I'm going to go somewhere else right I mean could you even imagine being somewhere else like watching no it would be it would kill you I was I was on a ladder today spray painting uh the exterior of a building and i was just thinking i was like i would flip the fuck out right now if i was not at the house right like i would i'd lose it i wouldn't know what to do right 
Why? Because you... What, what, I'm just what, not ready. But what gives you comfort? Is it coming home to people you know? I think it's a... It, it, I have created... Not I have created, but there's a, there's a legitimate sense of family here. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And people you can lean on and laugh with and share your struggles with and and I, I i genuinely do trust those that have walked a path before me in yeah. this sort of structure yeah and i i'm 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 gonna listen because really? what's your question yeah you're gonna listen i'm just yeah. gonna listen because yeah. these guys have 15 16 20 17 years sober yeah. i want that yeah, yeah, yeah i'm tired of relapsing um so my I don't know you very well, but I am curious. And so when I first met you, you seemed to be, pardon my <laughs> candor, okay? Yeah, go ahead. You seemed to be kind of full of shit. Okay. Like, you had way too much going on, and I'm like, damn, what's this guy about? Wait, are you talking about, like, when you met him at my house? Yeah, a long time ago. Wow, yeah. Well, it wasn't that long ago. I didn't think, like, yeah, I did. I just, like, no, bro, it, you had, what I thought is this guy like, telling me the truth. You had, like, a rehab. I had an in-home detox uh, production and construction. But, like, that wasn't your in-home. Oh, that was, like. Yeah, it was mine. But it was, like, it wasn't your house. No, but I would. That's right. And you were dealing with some heavy shit. You were handing out meds and, and like, responsible for. Yeah, I had a, well, I had a doctor on. 24-7 call right. that oversaw it. But, but, yeah. you but it were, wasn't like just you. It was just me. Whose house was it? I would go to the client's house. So in home. But it's like, it was not like, my, Not in my house. I, I would literally go in the comfort of the client's home and detox them. But like how, who would ever trust you didn't, you weren't sober. Well, my uncle Charlie's been sober for seven years. He referred the first client and then, um, there was a doctor, Dr. Muhammad that, mm -hmm. um, I worked with too. So was that good money? No, no. Side note. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, I know. Cause he like, wasn't even really sober. You know what I mean? It was like, a new like journey for me. I so, was like trying, but just imagine us, like imagine me, like you come to my house, you start talking about all this shit. I'm like, this fucking fool is like tripping. Right. <laughs> you can't be doing in home. And you were just saying like, yeah, I have an in home detox. Like I was like, I really was. I know. But like, imagine like, me. I believe, sounds crazy. I believe you. Yeah. No, I believe you too. I, it's yeah. just it's like me saying, Were you able I'm to, a marriage and family therapist. <laughs> were you able to siphon any of that off for yourself? Anything you were administering? You know, I, I was I was sneaking tokes. I would, I would like be detoxing someone and then I'd go to the balcony and like smoke a joint. And oh, like, so oh. you're on... Um, but you weren't you were maintaining your drug alcohol use or whatever at that point? Yeah, like, I, I wasn't I wasn't taking any of the client's pills or... Doing that. I was just getting stoned. And at this point in time, did you want to be sober? Had you had any experience in AA or anything like that? It was, yeah, I did. And I wanted to be sober. And it was doing this was, was like keeping me from going over, I guess, for lack of better terms, like the ledge. So okay. I was like just maintaining by smoking weed. Which so is, had you fallen off the ledge before previous to all this? Oh, numerous times, yeah. And then you kind of picked yourself up and white knuckled it, or um, just 
yeah, well, I guess it would be white knuckling it. It's yeah, not really so working a program, like half-assing it, so just I'm, going to work. I'm really surprised that you stuck around here because you seem like a guy who can make money. You seem responsible. You showed up for the girl when she was having seizures. Like You seem like a, a capable person. Um, have you wanted to leave? Yeah, I have. On numerous occasions, or I have, yeah. Did you share that, or are you just kind of just powered through it, or what? Yeah, I, I've shared it. I voiced it. Um, the first time I wanted to leave was over something stupid. I like stormed out of dinner, and then got a ten thousand word essay, and ended up staying. The second time, I got grouped. Then I stormed upstairs, started packing my shit, wanted to leave and go to Big Bear and get a bottle. Um, and then more of the recent times like i've expressed like concerns of wanting to leave almost like growing up too fast in a way um or so i think and the first person that i let know about that was my sponsor and then like i've expressed it during like um uh what would be our thursday night meeting in the house um with everybody um, so yeah, I mean, a, a few times I have, but I'm just holding on to my seat. So you're, you're just as, I don't know, for lack of a better word, just as screwed up as anyone else in this house. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucked But it off. just, it just looks, he appears off. to be together. It looks different, you know, and, 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 and he, it's almost it he's almost worse in some ways because he has or had like in, in entitlement mm -hmm. so like when he mean? has this kind of because he's 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 doing some shit right? right 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 so it's very easy for him to convince himself that he's different from someone like Caleb mm -hmm. and he is though in a lot of ways but mm -hmm. it's at the at the core of the the alcoholism and the mind problem and you know like there's some parts of Caleb, Caleb has almost a better chance when it comes to certain things because he doesn't have that entitlement and he's not going to, he's going to, the miracle, Caleb is going to allow the miracle to happen to him mm -hmm. because he's not going to get in the way. He's surrendered completely. Well, he'll find his own ways. But he'll, yeah, he, well, I don't, I mean, we'll see. I'm just saying as a, and like he's gotten out of the way too. It's a fucking miracle. I don't know how it happened. That's and, what's curious because he's, Seems like it would be harder for him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and like you know, and you have like Louis, who's just—it's a totally different kind of in a different way, though. It's all—they're all—they all have their own different it's, yeah, things. Yeah, they're and, all unique, and and that's why people like um, Michaelis and Jason—they are really important because they can speak to people like Jordan. So, what's and your Jordan deal? Are you listen. from here? Are you from Agoura area? Yeah, you grew up here. Yeah, I went to Sumac Elementary. And do you know, like, the ridges from that? No. Or, God, how did we meet, Pat? You're a lot younger. How you old are you? You hit me up on Instagram, bro. Years ago, right? I mean, Three I and a half, four years I mean, ago? I guess it was years ago. So you it met him through social like media? Years ago. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's kind of flashed by. Interesting. I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. It's so crazy, bro. I feel like you might have been the first, like, I think he was, like, the first real person to hit me up that like really wanted 
to help. And we actually started doing step work. Pat's and talked me off ledges. Like, I've called him doing some crazy shit. Oh, so you guys have kind of off and on worked with each other for a couple of years. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and him, Jordan and Rudy were like, I don't know what, I don't know what, how, if I want to say like, like the backbone of like how all this worked or started it, it, because I was like, all right, this is going to be really hard, but like, this is a guy who I know who knows me, Rudy. And I, and I knew that they both would be like attractive people, not just physically, but like their, their character, their, their energy, they're like kind of leaders. And I knew that people would, would be attracted to, to them and want to like have, cause you need people in the house that, can like be leaders, you know, and Johnny's definitely one of those people now, you know, for, 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 you know, for, for blue and for even Carter and even Jose and, and, and Matt and, 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 you know, Abby and, and even Reese, I feel like, and, and, and now Andrew and Wyatt are coming and, and Shane, you know, these are people that like are, they, they need to be able to look up to the people that were there before them. Mm -hmm. And I knew that they would be able to be that, but I also knew that it would be really tricky for them to surrender and stay Mm -hmm. for as long as it was going to take for them to graduate. So it's, it's just like, I just, I don't know. It's just kind of wild. Like that. It's all working. Well, it's really a blessing. They did. They are sticking around. Yeah. and, And I hope that they can make it through because because you need, but ultimately they need this more than first... you need them. What they need this more than you need them. Yeah, I mean sobriety. I mean it's your your life, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And, and especially now, like we're 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 gonna be fine no matter who leaves, you know. Um, but like we need those first alumni. Yeah, we we were just talking today. Like you guys are gonna be the first <coughs> people. Hopefully. We were talking today about they, committing they, to graduate. Jordan and I were at work. We're like, you know, we could, you know. Well, I've been committed to graduate. Yeah. I mean, look I've at the board. The internal struggle. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I and I voiced to Johnny. I'm like, bro, you're fucking graduating with me. Like you're staying. Yeah. Because yeah. we need those first round. You guys are going to be the first round of graduates. I've so, I've fought though. It's been a it, fight it, for it, me. For sure. And now, like, I've just, I'm, it's tiring. I don't want to fight. But look at how I'm here. Like, look at how this this should be a testament to the the whole thing, right? Look at how much, like, me and Mikey had, Mm -hmm. and Jason even still has. And we are, what are you talking about, has? Like, you know, we've had a lot of awesome things. Oh, and, and this is what we want to do because it uh-huh. fills us up like nothing else. Right. And even like Michaelis and Jason and, 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 and wax and, and this guy, Mike, who shows up here, like if, when you see that it's gotta be, um, attractive, like, Oh wow. Like I could want that too. And that's something that they can have if they graduate, they can have that here. Oh, you mean they can continue to work here? Well, yeah, come by, or be part help of the, people, part be of graduates, 
be like a beacon of hope for like so many other I people. I see. So it's like college. Here. When you graduate, you're always if you want to be, you're like always Johnny be part could of... be like <laughs> like the legend Johnny. Like, no, I'm serious, bro. Could you imagine like two years from now, people coming here like going like, yeah, like I watched Johnny. Mm. Oh God, I can't believe I'm still here. Like, didn't you like? Like from when you first th- thought I was coming here to now, yeah, when he rolled in and we were sitting down here doing step work, <laughs> I, it's, it's dude, it's a, it's God is just different boring. animal, huh? Dude, you rolled in and I was like, oh, but this shit, is a testament to like, to like AA and like how like, it works. It's like a miracle. But here's the thing, though, I can't even, see progress. Even if you look like you're Johnny and people look up to you, you're still like Anthony Hopkins. You know, it's it's humility. You're no better, no worse. You're just being a service. Oh, I, t- I think it's going to be a while before people look up to me, but I, I'm just grateful that I'm still here. No, no, no. But here's the thing yeah. you don't understand is like, when you're at Liberty House, like the graduates are like gods in a way. Yeah, same in Awakenings. Yeah, when they cut, they, but they come in every Wednesday for like but group. even like Michaelis, like the way people look at like Michaelis and Jason. I mean, they're like it's not really the same because they're like on Zoom and they didn't actually graduate from this house and this structure. Right. But like we we still, I, I, I mean, I don't know if you guys do, but like I'm sure most of the house looks up to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they do. Yeah. The only reason and I look up to Michaelis is because he's so chill and he's got the he's got the real deal. Yeah. It seems. But you haven't seen like Jason and like Wax like rock groups and like no, dinners, I haven't seen so you don't really understand. But like, I just remember feeling that way about graduates, and that's going to be like times ten for you guys because it's not going to be just people that are meeting you when they come into the house as graduates, it's going to be people that like have been seeing you on seeing your journey. Mm. And they're going to be like, Oh shit. Like that's like Jordan. Like that's right. that guy that like did that, that, that was on the, because they're all watching the, the socials. And yeah. I think that that's just that little extra added like attraction that could keep someone here or get someone sober or save someone's life. Mm. I don't know if you, you don't, you, you seem like you don't get that. No, I'm trying. I didn't know I was in a lot of socials. Like I just remember a couple bro, times you've had the camera. Bro, you're on a lot. Billy of shit, called me the other day. Okay. You know that guy, Billy from Boston, that fan of ours. And he's like, how's Johnny? <laughs> That's this crazy. is like some fan of ours in Boston of my, of, of, of the whole thing. Wow. Of course, bro. You're probably the the most known character, especially now that you were in the last two episodes, next to Oh Rudy, yeah. Next to Rudy. Yeah, I forgot about the episode. And then like we're doing profile pieces on everyone. Everyone will have a profile piece I, done I on really them. Watch Are yeah. you kidding me? Imagine what we're gonna make when people start graduating. It's yeah. just like the it's just I just have like a vision I'm like staying. a dream for all this and yeah. I just don't see why we're not trying to take pride in sobriety and our and our recovery journey. Um there are a lot of people who are doing it, but I just don't it's just beyond me that it's not something that's like all over the internet, you know? 
I think I think it is. I just think in meetings, like people pretend it isn't, (laughs) or they want to they want to pretend there's some sacred secret thing still. Right. And and I think they're misunderstanding the whole reason for anonymity in the beginning was because there weren't enough people at present to answer all the calls. Exactly. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. The anonymity wasn't because like we're gonna keep each other humble. It was it was because there wasn't enough alcoholics to answer the call of all the incoming. They were, they were too few at present, it says. We're, we are too few at present to yeah. answer all the calls. And, and I don't know if you, if you heard this, heard when, like, Jay was saying. He was, like, talking about, like, humility and how he doesn't need that or whatever. But in the same sentence, he was saying how many people he helps. Did you say it again? Did you catch that? And this is something I always hear people saying. It's like they try to minimize like the the ego thing yeah while also saying how many people they help right i don't give out my last name but i'm a circuit speaker and i gotta let you know that uh, right here at the end you you heard him say circuit speaker yeah i've helped so many fucking people and that's the same spiel i don't want the internet knowing that uh, it's like wait i started this meeting the internet isn't (laughs) the internet isn't a person i know it's people everyone's locked up during covid anyways where the fuck are we gonna get recovery dude that's what i i that's one of the things that i True. was thinking about that we're yeah. on the internet yeah so that, where, that was, where that are was, we gonna get recovery? i mean like that meeting was on the internet yeah where are we gonna get real fellowship right and, and that's one of the things i was thinking about like the next day i was thinking about like so there's a meeting of the alcoholics anonymous right how are you going to find that meeting? Right. You don't know anyone. No, you're a guy drinking at Barney's Beanery or right. on the street. Right. You're pushing a cart. Right. You got a phone. Right. You don't know anybody that's how homeless. How are you going to find Homeless people meeting? don't know like recovering people. Right. They're like trying to get sober. Like how would you just in your tent? Exactly. And everyone else is in a tent. Yeah. You got a phone. Yeah. And I, I almost. You Google I like really, sober people. And the weird, the, the weird like untreated uh in not in acceptance, still trying to convince people to accept me. Part of me wished that I could have asked him that question that night and, and got his answer. Yeah. You had too many. You had like three or four old timers with like 30 plus. Like and they were just not having, they were like, you can identify as a member <laughs> of Alcoholics Anonymous, but you got to put your face in blackface. You know what? You got to, really? you got to blur out your face if you're going to say you're a member. Do you want to know what actually really helped me? Like was when you looked at me and you're like, you're doing great. We, I didn't think you were going to stay and take the heat, but did you did you notice that when the British lady who said she was so uncomfortable spoke to you, she suddenly like backtracked, like I don't mean to freak you out, but I was so uncomfortable because I come to this meeting every morning at seven a.m. and she was night- uncomfortable in her square. Yeah, That's crazy because there was because the flyer was posted online. You for, were, for, you, you you was only right here on Neil. No one else. Would. Oh well, that was the live stream, which I didn't even want to get into all that because trying to explain to that guy, yeah, what a live stream is—that's just of me and my face in my home, yeah—and how that's absolutely not breaking anyone's anonymity. Like I told Michaelis, and he was like, "Well, yeah, that's that's fine." Like you know, Michaelis has each step, yeah, outlined on his YouTube. And, and the, there's guys like what's it? What, is it Brandon Novak? Mm-hmm on YouTube talking about recovery. 
Yeah, but I don't right know if on. he who mentions, is he? Who is that guy? I don't know if he mentions AA. Right, right. But like, well, I think I think but, we but, but, do but, have to on. separate the program from what you're doing. Okay, but yeah. hold on a second. Michaelis has each step on a YouTube video. Right. Going out, going through the steps. If you want to go through the steps and you don't know anyone, right? You can do it on his YouTube channel. Well, back so. in the day, people would write letters from like Anchorage, Alaska, and they would just mail out a book and good fucking luck. And then people would start little little fellowships, and there was like a couple Gladys's answering these letters mm-hmm. back in the the forties and fifties. There wasn't even a book; so, it was so just you, us you, hanging you were out. Just about to say something that I want to be a clip. Okay, you were just about to say something that I really want to clarify for people, which okay. is that there needs to be a separation between what I'm doing and AA because mm. it's not the same. Yeah, no, no, yeah. and 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 when they think you're trying to like take over AA, like that's not what Pat's doing. And they want to keep trying to push. You're not this idea of anonymity He's, on me. Yeah, when I'm not even like I'm trying to respect the traditions and the principles, and I'm only breaking my own anonymity mm-hmm. when I talk about what saved my life, and right. I don't. I feel like it's counterproductive to dance around yeah. that word AA when it, someone asks me. How did you get sober? It's a simple fucking answer. Alcoholics Anonymous. Right. I, I don't... How else am I supposed but to... But you, you've got to make sure that you have some sort of disclaimer that like, I'm not a spokesperson for the program. I'm just a guy telling my story. Because otherwise right. it's like, people are like, is he trying to be a spokesperson for our little but thing? But I also feel it's like, like you're it's not. so oversaturated now and there's so many people out there online saying so many different things that like we're going to need to have a little bit more faith in like people that they're not that stupid. And if they are, then that's just, well, people are group think herd mentality creatures. So they're, they're herd creatures. But we got to cut that out. Yeah. Like, we got to cut out this whole thing about, you, like, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. But like, how could anyone ever think I'm the spokesperson for AA? That's how could half crazy. a million people kill 6 million Jews? It's like they're herd. No, no, no. But like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I, I think that that's, I don't really, you really believe that someone would think that I read the comments just like over like nothing. You, you post like the, a video about like you and Veronica with your dogs and people be like, those dogs are underfed. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like, no, no, no. But people that's not are what I'm crazy, asking, but that's not what I'm asking. What are you asking? I'm asking if you actually believe someone will, would, 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 would think that I'm the spokesperson for AA. It depends on what they Google. Like if you're some like 13 year old kid huffing paint no, and you doesn't. Google AA shares and your face shows up, but, they but, might but not know. But that. it's not going to be just my face. No, it's going to be a bunch of different people. Earl Hightower, right. all the greats, right. you know, Sandy Beach, right. all the people that are, that are out there. The thing that was interesting about um, what Jay was saying or so-and-so was saying was that they're not putting their, they're not putting their shares online. It's like, how do we know that? You know? I mean, why would they be sharing in a recorded meeting if they didn't well, want to? Well, I, I guarantee you that we can do some research and we can find thousands of people that have posted their mm-hmm. story and they've linked it to it. Yeah. And if and if, if we can't now, we're going to be able to in a year or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just doing the steps so that I can save my life and be a father. 
I'm not speaking for like, I don't want to be like, this is my AA story. It's like, this is a story of a guy who lived on Skid Row and now he's sober and I happen to go to AA. But yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like there's a big difference between trying to be a captain Billy, of a you, ship Billy, do you and what you're doing. Seems checked out. Do you understand what we're talking about? Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I understand. But do you know what happened the other night? No, what happened? Do you know what we're talking? I shared in a meeting. Uh-huh. And there was like 160 people in the meeting. Uh-huh. And people started like writing comments in the, in the chat. What like, people? In the meeting. Random okay. people. Like, I feel uncomfortable. I just heard that this guy is live streaming. I feel uncomfortable. I just heard this Were guy. Were you post. live streaming during the meeting? I was live streaming my share. Oh. See, yeah, you're, you're going to get that. So I think you should just expect it. Hey, right. see, I just had someone comment on your video. What video? That I posted. Oh, no. They're like, Johnny, licking his lips, laughing my ass off. I really respect you two. You're doing a fine job. Stay sober, and you two men will go far. See, you have people out there watching you. Oh, that licking my lips? Oh, I do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because I'm always dehydrated. <laughs> I think it's my antidepressants. <laughs> I tell no, you no. to drink water, dude. It's my antidepressants. Do you have any water for Johnny? So do you have any other questions for Jordan? Or oh, Johnny? yeah, of course I do. It's so I just want to... I just want to know a little bit about okay? about 12, 17. Yeah, I'm good. But I'm saying, are you guys going to be okay for waking up early and busting ass? Yeah, we'll be all right. Are you sure? I'll be mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Thanks to uh, Starbucks triple shot. Well, I'm just 7-Eleven. saying because if like you guys are, I'm giving you permission to continue doing this podcast, but I want you guys to take responsibility for. Yeah, I'm okay. Because if you make the decision to stay up late the night before. You need to pay the consequences the next morning, and if you're not willing to pay the consequences, <laughs> then right, don't do it. All right. Man, yeah. we're good. What time do you have to get up? Early, like six thirty. Yeah. So, what's your question? I'm just gonna do the usual thing. I just want to know a little bit about him. That's mm-hmm. all. Is that too boring? No. So, how old are you? Thirty. You're thirty. You have a a child. How old is your child? Yeah, a little six year old. Six, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And where's mama? Mom's in Culver City. You guys good? Yeah, best friends. Really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. So there's no battles or you're just being a dad and she's just being a mom? I mean, we have our quarrels from, from time course, to time. Course, but, but, I mean, yeah, we're we're good. We went through the whole court thing and custody battle thing and just came to a point where we're like what 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 are we fucking doing like it's insane and <clears throat> yeah we just stopped all the fighting and stopped all the court stuff and we just became best friends and even before i got sober i, I would go and have drinks with her and her boyfriend and bring my girlfriend and like you know it was very normal wow so you you have respect for her and she has respect for you yeah yeah, That's absolutely. Cool. We've been through hell together. So what about your music thing? You seem to be into an interesting genre of music that I know nothing about and most people don't really know. I mean, I listen to everything um, from pop punk to hardcore, you know. like. All right, name like two favorite bands. Um, <coughs> Neck Deep, which is like pop punk and then... Um, pop Huh. <coughs> yeah And then like Have Heart Which they disbanded But Have Heart's like an old hardcore band From Boston Underground 
Huh. And why? Well, how did you find this type of music? Because I don't know. I've never even heard of pop punk. This I grew. I grew up on it. You never heard of pop punk? Green Day's pop punk. Yeah. Blink One Eighty Two. Blink One Eighty Two. Green Day. Newfound Glory. My current favorite band, brand new. Brand new super pop punk. They're amazing. They're really good. Hmm. Okay. And I'm a drummer and grew up oh, in the, really? grew up in the music industry and I've just listened to a bunch of different types of music. So that's another thing that you are. You're you're a drummer, so you're a musician. Yeah, I, I drum. I've been drumming since I was three. Wow. And then I do lights and special effects and sound tech work as well and uh so what is industry. it? Do you just have like a shitload of energy? What? How are you cap- able to do all these things? I mean, you know how to do construction, right? Yeah, general, yeah. And um, you're 30, and you're a drummer, and a dad, and... I've just always stayed busy. Here, listen. It sounds good. <laughs> This is like one of my favorite songs right now. I just discovered brand new, actually. Like, do you remember like Story of the Year and those bands? Yeah. Yeah. It's like early 2000s, 2001, 2002. Just grew up on it. Whatever happened to Airborne Toxic Event? Side note. Hold on. You don't get that at all? Get what? That music? No. Wow. That's crazy. No, I don't understand. But that's okay. What do you listen to? I don't even listen to music anymore. Once my ears went bad. Hold on. I feel my heart for you. So good. And then they scream a little bit. Yo, but dude, have you heard have you heard this fucking album? It's their newer album. Yeah. I don't know, bro. That didn't sound very convincing. No, I really have it's fucking I haven't like listened to uh, it, but I've listened to the whole thing. Really? It's insane. It's it's the best rock album. It came out in 2017, but it's so good, dude. I mean Bill Withers, he's an old dude. I think he just died. If you yeah. want to ask me some music I really like, well, I mean, I'm just that's... no. I'm just saying I like all that too. But I, I would just, I don't know. It's I sometimes I feel like <clears throat> I wish that, like, I, 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 I feel like 
I feel like we all can like unlock a part of ourselves that can enjoy any kind of music or any kind of art. Like if another human being can love something, I think I can be capable of loving that thing. I just have to unlock that part of me. You're never going to look at a plant the way I look at a plant. And I'm never, no. I'm never going to want to listen to that. <laughs> no, you're right. But I, but I do appreciate what you do and I appreciate your love for plants and I have seen how they've transformed how this house looks. Totally. And I think that they're incredible. Right. And I, I appreciate that you like that and I know that's art. Right. I just, it doesn't, doesn't make my butt bounce and that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for some funk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, the way you yeah. said it though. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't I mean, make my butt bounce. I guess... I'm just like, when it comes to art, like I'm like so obsessed that I want to like understand things that are considered great, like the Godfather or, 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 um, like Pink Floyd. Like I didn't always understand the Godfather, but I just knew that it was this thing that was like held on such a high. So I like forced myself to understand it. Well, Pink Floyd's undeniable. Um, not for like a kid in high school who doesn't really understand that. Maybe, yeah. That that was me. I stayed home from a Pink Floyd concert that my dad invited me to just to watch like Green Day videos. Mm. But years later, I was like, I got to understand this. So I like listened to it almost with a kind of discipline. Mm. Like I don't really get this yet. I don't know that I like it yet, but I'm going to keep listening to it until I start to understand it. And then slowly I would start to understand it. And then I became obsessed yeah. with, well, you're dedicated to art. Uh, that's cool. Uh, that's just my little the bum. art spiel. And I still think I have more art to, to, to like, I still haven't really, really like read like Bukowski and, um, me neither. Uh, there's a lot of great writers yeah. that I I don't understand that yet because I haven't had like the fucking patience to like really dive into all that. Yeah. But I think that that's going to be like the last frontier of like my artistic understanding. Um, I think if you got into C.S. Lewis, like Screw Tape Letters, Problem of Pain, Mere Christianity, you'd trip the fuck out. Because it's easy, it's an easy read. Mere Christianity is an easy read. That's one that we have read. It's based on a talk. We've listened to it. Yeah. He listened to that like five times. Fucking next level. See Johnny, dude. He yeah. just comes with it. You're right on. That was like the perfect response. Because um, Bukowski's a little iffy. So what? What do? What do you want out of life? I mean, what is when you're thinking and you're painting and you're in your head and you're like, what do I want to do or be with my life? Is it do you want fame? Do you want ladies? Do you want money? Do you want toys? What what gets you excited? Success, financial oh. freedom. Success in what way? If you could choose drums, construction, recovery, all of it. Just whatever makes I want the to money. Do it. I want to do it. no, not just the money. I want to do it all. I mean, I enjoy, like, when I do lights, like, after you rig lights. What do you mean for the lighting for these, like, buildings and stuff? Or what do you mean for a show? Or, yeah, or like, for, like, music festivals. Oh, okay. 
um, or concerts. Uh, I mean, just the design of lights and special effects. It's, it's, it's beautiful. I, I, I love the result. Um, when I paint, like to see something that's shabby or that needs to be remodeled and then it's repainted and, and, um, restructured it's it and you make it beautiful i i i guess i'm fascinated with the results so you enjoy the f- <coughs> finished product like i like you did it and it's beautiful and you feel it makes you feel good yeah yeah totally yeah me too yeah that's cool but you don't have any like particular aspirations like what kind of dad do you want to, you don't think about those things like if I don't know what tattoos. What what are you about? What what's what's unique and interesting to you? About myself? Yeah, like what do you want? I mean, you just said what do you want? I mean, well, uh, that's that's a little bit. Give me some more. Like, I really uh, want to know who Jordan is. That's what I'm trying to like get. Like, at. I I, I want I want to be known like as a hard worker and and someone who cares for others and helps others and um. I, I I want my daughter to to see me as someone who who is a provider and and will do whatever it takes what to make her happy. What about your daughter? Do you have a good relationship with her? So good. So you guys love each other. You're my tight. best friend. Yeah. How yeah. often do you see her? And she's like super special and just like sweet and like <laughs> she's dope. She they have a it's pretty crazy. They have like a really cool. We went to go get Taco Bell the other day, and she called him on the phone, like like a thirty year old grown up. She's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm eating Taco Bell." She was like, "Oh, I love Taco Bell." Why didn't and just like just to see this little ball of joy? Talk. I mean, kids these days are like amazing with phones too. Yeah. They're growing up with the with the. Yeah, it's just crazy. My daughter's not like that. She's seven, and she sounds like a little little kid. Yeah, but whatever. Um, I don't know, cause like what I see, like you know, I'm just gonna tell you, cause I'm yeah, just, yeah, yeah. So like the ladies like you for some reason. I'm not sure. I'm not saying I, that I don't know why. I don't know really why, but you you've you've got this certain mystique that's attractive, husky eyes, and <laughs> you seem to you seem to carry this like like he was talking backbone. It's like we could count on this guy showing up even in a hard situation and not freaking out taking care of shit. If someone's got a severed artery, he's going to make a tourniquet. Yeah. Like you, you have that kind of aura about you, Mm -hmm. which is cool. And then sometimes when you share, you don't, you're very quiet, but when you do, you'll talk about (coughs) pounding the steel and seeing the reflection and how that's, I don't even know what the thing was, but it's like, fuck, I wish I could remember. Um, so I get this, I get this feeling that you're smart, really so, smart. So here, here's the thing about Jordan. Like he did show this. And how crazy is that? That Billy like sees shit. He doesn't really know anything. I haven't like told him a bunch of stuff. Right. But he's like super intuitive. Mm-hmm. Like how is he able to see that? He's like the most observant wise person I've ever met like he just gets he just pegs people right away yeah but like so when we were going through all that shit with Cassie when she was having seizures well, that's where I got that because when she was having a seizure he was there holding her making sure she was breathing so you did know oh because you were there yeah okay so he did see that yeah. but like he and he wanted to show up and he wanted to be 
the guy he wants to be, but he what he didn't have the, the the same integrity that I feel like I hope you have now. And we were going through a lot, and he was like, "How would you explain what happened, or you even want to talk about that?" I mean, yeah, I'll talk about it. Because I don't want to like. I want to give you an opportunity to talk about that and how you could have showed up in a much better way with like more integrity and been like the beacon of light that I know you can be for everyone involved rather than like leaning into like certain doubts and fears. Yeah. I was just like with everything that was going on with like social media and then like, like, like Cassidy having her issues I was, I was, I was in fear. I was scared. Um, and I had conversations with like Woody and Danielle, like, like, you know, be careful with, with what's going on here, you know, um, and careful in what way you mean social media, just like with what was going on with Cassidy and the fire department showing up a bunch and. COVID. COVID. Cat lady. And cat lady. A lot of people. And the cat lady online. That ethics. So be careful how, for what ethics reason. group coming after mm-hmm. us. To not expose Because them. I, no, no, I, no, I, I, I would, I was never, that was never even a thought. Um, just like, I guess I was in a way cancerous, like feeding into the negativity of everything. And I, I could have shown up in a better way of, of influencing staff and other people in the house to not, I guess, feed into it. And I don't know if I'm ex- explaining. So that you were right. buying into all the drama and getting a little freaked bit. Out yeah. And- I got freaked out for sure. Yeah. And that's the thing is like looking back on it, Fuck that shit, dude. No, but like when 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 you look back on everything that was happening and you realize that nothing came of it, and there was really no real threat, right? But at the time, the house felt like weak. Well, I know Danielle's freaking out too. Yeah, totally. they attacked her personally. Yeah, and and everyone felt vulnerable, and we were just barely getting it going, and we just felt like. There was so much pressure and, 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 and there were so many different things being thrown at us that were difficult to deal with. But why are you saying he should have showed up differently? Well, because he was showing up and he was like trying to help with Cassidy. But then like at the same time, he was like almost like making it worse when he was like talking to um, Danielle and and Woody and they were all kind of like talking about leaving together. Yeah, they temporarily wanted to jump ship because right. yeah. they thought the ship was going down. So so while he's out there trying to help me, I should have gone to Pat, right, and been like, hey yo, like some like Danielle and Woody came to me and we were talking about this, and I was a bad friend to him in that way. So 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 and and, and to be honest, I would never really expect. And that's the, that's the thing about Jordan is like no other person in the house at the time or I even I think even now still has that kind of power over like staff. Who? Jordan. Why? 
Because he's fucking Jordan. It's a real like, thing. It means that he can like talk to, you know, uh, at the time, he, he, he could talk to Danielle and like get through to her and, and sway her to, to be like, Danielle, you really should leave. And if you do, I'll go with you type shit. When, when like, she wouldn't even know Danielle if it wasn't for me. Right, and anyone else could go to her, and she wouldn't even. She'd just be like, "Whatever." Yeah, right. I mean, it's just like, and that's the responsibility that comes with having, like, being a leader. Like, I could have dealt with like if that were to happen now. Like, I, I've learned, yeah, yeah. but I would immediately go to Pat. It, it's just, like, it's hard at sometimes least express how you're feeling. Right, it's yeah. it's just hard sometimes to like do the right thing and and do the honest thing and have integrity. Yeah. It's hard sometimes to do that, especially when like there's so much like doubt and fear clouding everything. Well, yeah, I know that. So that's what happened. And we want to try to build care. We want to try to fear. We want to try to build characters that are doing the right thing and are acting from a place of integrity, even when under well, here's a the lot hard of part. stress and pressure and scrutiny. Now that we know that there's people taking everything we put out there, spin it in some evil like direction and trying to hurt us to still be vulnerable and to still put it out there and to still be honest, it's a risk. You're risking being, you know, turned into whatever by these cyber bullies. That is the show. Because you don't have something that's interesting to watch unless something is being is at risk. Right. Every great story, what's at risk? You need a nemesis. But like not even the nemesis. <clears throat> it's just like there needs to be something that's like on the line. And like he just explained it so well. I, I was on the phone with these two. I've been on the phone with like we we have three different people who are interested in like helping us make some show. And, and one of them is called the Black Hat Collective or something, I think. And they like help develop shows and they've sold them and like done all – and they – and and the the woman who was explaining to me how she she was basically like the 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 takeaway from the whole thing was like you need to be talking about what's at risk more mm. so people understand why this is so gnarly and and also she was explaining the whole learning to lose thing and the and how vulnerability and transparency and shining a light on stuff um takes away the shame and that's kind of what i was sharing about at yeah. that meeting nobody understands that yet that that it's okay she, to share your weak parts she understood it right from this place of like the catholic church she was saying that because they're so secretive there that's why there's so much shame around so much of the behaviors and like people are living in so much shame because it's supposed to, everything's a secret and like confession with like one person. It's like, it makes it more shameful. Mm. She was trying to explain it and, and she was making a lot of sense when she was explaining it to me because once everything's out there, once I've exposed everything, like I don't have anything to be ashamed of anymore. I get Well, I'm Catholic too. I, and I get, I get which, which would be make better news, right? A, basketball coach at Los Angeles City College molest somebody or a Harvard professor molest somebody 
Harvard's been around since like the 1600s. They've got like they've cranked out like some of the Nobel laureates of all time and like Nobel Peace winners. L.A. City College, like nobody gives a shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The Catholic Church has been around two thousand years. You got some priest, you know, molest some little boys. Nobody gives a shit about Big Dick Tyrone down in Compton and his crooked church. Big Dick. Nobody Tyrone. gives a shit. But like the Catholic Church is like trillions of dollars. You but know, like, like it's just this thing about yeah. like shadows and hiding and secrecy. That's like what breeds shame. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what she was saying. And basically her whole point was your this message and like the thing behind everything you're doing is profound because it's eliminating the shame and the secrecy. And if you can encourage others to get behind this idea of like honesty and transparency and like there is no need to be ashamed because there are so many other people who can identify with what you're going through. Do you know just, what we're missing, Pat? We're missing a give back, a Graceland give back. Where like we go to the hood, we go to Skid Row, and we give out yeah. hot dogs, we make sandwiches. Well, yeah, that like <sighs> looks that looks good. For no, but like an actual thing where like you get these like sort of not that everyone here is privileged, but you get these people that are living up here. And, I mean, look, you know, that's we great. go down there for a day and we yeah. do something. I want to do that, and we're gonna do that, and it will look good for a day. What you're and saying it will... is particularly a paramount for me. Because who they're making out me to be is kapow. Like, you know, it doesn't get any worse than that. Yeah. And it could fuck some shit up. I mean, but I'm willing to just take a risk and be like, fuck you. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, and, and, and you just said that they're going to take it and flip it and screw yeah, it. Yeah, they're going exactly, to make me into a monster. But that's what Joe Rogan's dealing with, too. And like every, yeah, but he doesn't read his comments. Yeah, neither should we. And everyone who has any... Yeah, but um, you want to answer the good... You uh, want to answer the loving people. So you do need uh, to read your comments. I know. I mean, that's kind of why I started this community. What's thing, going on with Rogan right now? Oh, there's all... I mean, dude, like... The same thing that's been going on with Rogan for the past five years, ten years since he got popular. He has uh, same and Jordan Peterson too, and Gary Vee, and every big person. They have a <coughs> lot of people that want to destroy them. I love Peterson. I hate to say Did it, you, but you know, I know Californians don't, but I love him. He's the best. Everyone, lo- I mean, everyone that has half a brain loves him. Yeah. But like he has some of the most, he's one of the most hated persons. in everything that he said was going to happen three years ago with cancel culture and all that shit. When you start with the government legislating speech happened. It's yeah. happening right now. Right. And they're taking away our freedoms like little by little under the guise of PC. But really, we're becoming Nazi Germany. Yeah. And well, we don't even see it. And yet. the problem don't is don't offend no, him. We you do know, see like, it, but most of the people the kids are don't. just all in and it's just so frustrating. Are they they're either willfully ignorant, too young and they're idealistic, or they're fucking morons. Yeah, but not till it happens to them or the person that they liked. Like there's been a lot of people like Chris D'Elia, for example, who's gotten canceled and then just comes back or Louis CK who got canceled and now he's coming back. Like, so I think that, and then, and then if it happened, like it just like Wickham was one of those people who was like all for it. You know, he's kind of like one of those guys, the PC, like, don't do this, don't do that. Like, 
Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. And, and did you know that the cat lady tried to like? She went after him. Cancel too. him because him and Nate had some girl at my house with her top off a couple of years ago, and really? she found the video and said Wickham's with Is this. Is it just her? Wickham's with this underage girl, and Wickham was like, "Wait, she wasn't underage," and like they tried <laughs> to cancel Wickham, so he felt. Oh my god! He felt this. Yeah. Uh, the evil cat happened to him but I'm not talking about the cat lady I'm talking about cancel culture and when it comes to you so it's coming at so many people that I feel like we're it's starting to become I think the truth of it is it's I don't think anyone says it's a good thing I think that the, the majority of people are starting to realize that that's a bad thing that is the truth Joe Rogan's talking about it being a really horrible thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone's saying cancel culture is a bad thing. Yeah, not allowing people to speak and and have the opportunity to offend and and creating these subatomic like little robot people that are like perfectly unoffensive is is in the end going to make the world suck. Because now it used to be like university was a unified diversity. Like there was diverse people that would come together under the in unify, and they called it a university because there was all these diverse people from all walks of life coming together. That's how Harvard, Princeton, Yale, all those places were started. Oxford, the oldest English speaking university in the world, the university was from all the different diverse backgrounds and socioeconomic poverties and like everyone would come together with their good grades from from homes tutelage and then they would bring their ideas in <laughs> and they would literally just like create like books and sonnets and beautiful stuff and it, and it became from the 1600s forward a giant university where different ideas could be discussed in an open forum and there was offensive people i mean like but nowadays it's like you can't you can't offend anybody and and that's where like we're creating an artificial society that doesn't exist because we are offensive. So, so I'm not having it. I'm not going to participate in it. I'm going to go to war with that. And that's what I'm doing. That should be the clip for this. Like, like I'm not having it. I'm going to war. I'm not like, and that's, and I started like a year ago. I'm like doing exactly the opposite. And I'm doing everything I can to fight that whole thing, because that's like the, that's like anti-punk rock, and you, I'm like all about punk rock, freedom of speech, be yourself, fuck everything, go against the grain. So that's what that's what we're doing. The dangerous thing about virtue signaling is that everyone wants to get on board with what sounds like no, uh, you don't know, like like know. don't slap. The retarded kid. Right. Now you can't even say retarded anymore. Right, right. Like, don't slap this the socially challenged kid. And everyone's like, yeah, don't. Why would you slap that socially challenged well, kid? Well, that was like the other night. And then what about group. no one slapping the socially challenged kid? Right. But like, if you virtue signal, like, don't go slap that pregnant lady. Everyone's going to be like, yeah, don't, don't everyone, do that. Everyone gets behind you. But there was no pregnant lady. Well, it's, like, it's like a virtue signal to and look here's good. the thing, too. You're going to slap the retard, okay? Because he's going to fucking drive you motherfucking nuts and you're human. <laughs> so it's going to happen. That, does that mean that you should be burned at the stake? What if you've been taking care of the retard for 10 fucking years and one day you fucking lose it? Yeah, and somebody catches that clip. 
Because now there's cell phones everywhere. The, I, I'm not down with beating retarded people. No, no, no. What I was saying was that it, it can't. I be. hear you, but I'm just telling you, we're <laughs> fucking human. We're all gonna fuck up. We all lose our patience. But here's the problem: Who's the cat is, lady? Is she fucking perfect? Yeah. I, I looked at her thing. She's fucking. She's nuts. Yeah. She's a complete coup. I wonder what her Google search history. Well, hold on, hold is. on. If she hold spent on. eight hours a day like she does with us trying to do something good for the world, she might actually do something positive that's life constructive rather than destructive. Yeah. All, she is the evil that she she's was trying molested. to find. I know. She was molested by her uncle. Probably, but talk. Let's get better. Let's. It's just it's the opposite. Yeah, and the problem with like slapping the retard that you were taking care of for 10 years is as soon as you slap him, the 10 years that you took care of him is out the window. Right. Yeah. Wiping his butt, changing his diapers. That's the hardest part is like, ah, it's just, what were you saying about group? When we were in group and I think it was Jose. He was like, so-and-so is acting like a girl. Oh Yeah. And then all the girls are like, cannot say that. Right. Right. I was like, oh, gosh, this is the world we're living in. Like, that yeah. offended people. Or the idea of it offending them and like knowing that they could say that. we've been saying that for centuries. Like, quit acting like a girl. But, yeah. like, imagine if we were in a... <laughs> no, no, no. But you, this is, it's a little bit different. You have to imagine if we were in an all-girl sober living. Right. Would they say that? No, I guess not. There's, there it is. Right, right. So right. you get it now. I do. Yeah, that's it. Mm. So we have to use a different language. We have to say, "Don't act like a fucking baby." Yeah, a bitch. That's, that, that's the answer. I mean, yeah. There's you can offend people. You got. That's try the only not reason. That's people. the only reason that it works. That it doesn't work here. Yeah. All right, we got to stop. Okay, I'm okay. sorry. I need to go home. Too. Love you guys. Love you too. Pockets one o'clock.